Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning into High Sobriety Podcast, episode one. Uh, in this episode, I'll be telling my story of addiction, uh, my journey through it, and into recovery. Alicia will be doing the same. Um, we'll be hosting an episode every other Sunday, so stay tuned um, to that. Um, so th- for those of you that don't know, I am Dylan. Um, so just going to jump right into it here. I, uh, I started, um, I guess, using drugs at a young age when I was probably 11 or 12, I'd say. Very young, smoking cigarettes and uh, drinking uh, but smoking weed as well was was pretty big for me. Uh, it was an everyday thing, and that's kind of where I'm. I'm the kind of guy that's uh, it's 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 never enough, right? So at, once I get a hold of something, it has to be all the time to the extreme. Yeah, I mean it's it's all the time, right? So uh, in high school, I was uh, definitely smoking weed every chance that I could. Uh, Literally every minute of every day, I'd say. Literally every time I looked out the window <laughs> in math class here in the smoke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and that started, I mean, I have an older brother, so it's, you know, I hung out with, with older people. So I guess that's why I started a little bit younger doing those things. Um, so, <clears throat> yeah, so I guess that that would be why I, I, I did that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I mean one, it, it turns into doing something sometimes and then doing it literally all the time, uh, you know, is where that addictive personality comes in. And I don't think that I really realized that when it was the weed, because it's just weed, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, it's just pot, dude, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, that obviously stems into two other things. Uh, and it, it obviously has uh, the, the other, other people have an effect on you and who you hang out with when, when that's... Uh, happening peer pressure in high school right right yeah so hard right um so yeah it's like you know you want to be cool so smoke weed and cigarettes and whatever i mean i wasn't a huge drinker uh you know because it made me feel like shit so through high school i didn't really drink that much parties and stuff i didn't really go to uh you know sometimes any time that i did there was just bullshit drama happening so i kind of just stayed the fuck away from that uh (laughs) So I'm going into, um, I guess it, I guess it would be when I, uh, when, once I graduated high school is kind of when the drugs kind of progressed for me. I mean, I did try cocaine and whatever, you know, in high school, but that was like a once, you know, yeah. oh my God, I did Coke, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, and so that, that wasn't like a problem. Right. So, uh, but, uh, I, I'm going to say that once I met, um, my son's biological mother is kind of when that progressed uh, because she's an addict. And uh, so it was always around. She was doing it. I was breaking up with her all the time because I wasn't uh, wasn't a fan of drugs because uh, my father was a, a drug addict as well. So uh, I kind of, you know, stayed away from that and was kind of against it. But, uh, you know, sometimes you just you just can uh, only say no for so long. Yeah. So uh, especially when it's around you all the time. Um, so I guess, I guess the, the first time I got, um, uh, into opiates was with perks and just, you know, here and there sniff a perk, man. It's cool. Yeah. That's and, what got me too. Yeah. And so, and then it was like, all right, this is kind of all right. I feel a little sick, but <laughs> you know, it's like a good sick, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So, I mean, that obviously progressed into, um, stronger opiates like 
oxies, right? So mm-hmm. sniffing oxies. Uh, and then quickly jumping to smoking oxies, which is absolutely disgusting. I mean, um, there's going to be a lot of things in the story that are kind of disgusting <laughs> that I've done, you know, uh, all things that I'm not proud of, but um, definitely uh, things that have brought me to who I am today. So uh, smoking oxies was definitely disgusting. And I had to, you know, I'd, I'd be sitting there with the pill and uh, throwing it on the foil and being like, I need the garbage. I need a garbage there with me because I'm going to immediately throw up. Yeah. As soon as it hit, you know, as soon as it hit my lungs, I was sick. You know, like it, it was just disgusting. I knew what I was doing was disgusting. But, you know, I wanted to get high, man. You know? Yeah. And so, so that's, uh, you know, and I stuck with that for quite a while doing just the oxys. Never sniffed them, you know. I just stayed with the, the smoking of them and I don't know why it was just gross, but you know, everyone was doing it that we were hanging out with. Apparently everyone else was not doing that. Yeah. No, <laughs> Mo- most people weren't. Yeah. Like, I don't know what happened there. Why, why that was even a thing. I have no idea. Like who decided to fucking put a pill on foil and, and light it up was, uh, you know, they were on some wild They were shit. a daring motherfucker, yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> some crazy shit. Uh, you know, that's... Yeah, I don't know. But uh, obviously that moved on to heroin, you know, smoking that and whatever. And that's a little... It was a little less disgusting to smoke heroin, but uh, much worse for you. Right? Oh, like, yeah, obviously. of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I did that basically just doing that for, for quite a while. Trying to hold jobs down is very tough. When you're Absolutely. in an active addiction, just like, it's just shit. Everything is just shit, you know? And once you get sick uh, and withdraw, it's just shit, you know? You yeah. feel like fucking shit all the time. There's like times during your withdrawal where you're just like, it would be so much easier, better if I just died instead. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> and like you're, you're scared of the withdrawal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like the worst thing that could happen in the world, For uh, sure. you know, to you uh, as an addict. It's 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 really difficult to to kick the the withdrawal is the worst part. And that's a lot of the reason why um, when you're on opiates, like you stay on opiates. Yeah. Right. Like it's it's tough. And that's why, you know, everyone is on methadone or suboxone or whatever, because it's really, really hard to live a normal life or function at all when you're sick like that it's just yeah. awful like just something that a lot of people don't understand uh, mm-hmm. but for people that do understand you know you know what i'm talking about it's just you know you feel like you're just sh- constantly ringing death's doorbell yeah it's just awful mm-hmm. just uh, not something that you would wish on your you know worst enemy but um so yeah obviously i started on on uh, methadone as well just for that for times when i didn't have drugs or I just couldn't get them, you know, obviously still using while taking the methadone. But, um, you know, the methadone will cut the the withdrawal out so that, you know, you're not getting sick and you can still function to, you know, do illegal shit to get money yeah. to <laughs> get more drugs, which is, you know, rough. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that that's that's an awful way to go as well. Methadone. I, I mean, I, I got off methadone. Uh, cold turkey a few times uh, on my own uh, and they were like no no like you, you know you, you got to come back you're gonna you're gonna you can die you know and I was like no nah, I'm gonna like I don't want it anymore I'm just gonna cut it cut it out like it's not worth it to me anymore 
Um, so, I, I mean, I've done that a few times. Uh, never tried suboxone or anything like that. But the methadone, um, I will say, was worse than the drugs itself to get off of. It was, yeah. you know, like this, the withdrawal was just really, really intense. So uh, I couldn't do that. So I uh, kicked that <clears throat> a few times. Uh, and then uh, once I kicked the opiates the first time, um, I started smoking crack. So this was this was when uh, right before I found out my son was being well, before I found out that that she was pregnant. Uh, my son is 10 now. So that was 10 years ago. Crazy. Um, but as soon as I found out that, that she was pregnant, I, I just threw the shit out, the, mm-hmm. the crack stuff. And just I never I never touched it again. Actually, that was pretty easy for me. Uh, but I think it was because I had to drive for him. You know what I mean? To to be clean for him. Um, and you know what? She she uh, she got clean during that time as well uh, when she was pregnant with him, except for like smoking weed and cigarettes. But um, the drugs actually stopped. It was, you know, hopeful. Yeah. But, uh, you know, some people you just can't change or yeah. help them unless, you know, unless they want it. And, you know. I think a big thing is like mostly that we're grateful she was able to find the strength to at least kick it while she yeah right had him right because I mean he, it, that could have been terrible for for him. Uh, luckily and for was, you, yeah, yeah. Like luckily he's he's born you know fine, so that's good. He's a great kid. Um, but yeah, so the, I mean the crack thing didn't uh, it didn't last long, right? And but I mean when I was doing that, it was bad because I was. Um, owing a lot of money uh and like spending my rent money and Mm -hmm. without her knowing you know and i was like hiding eviction notices and stuff right like or she'd give me the money for rent and i'd like hide it in my shoe and just you know what it be because it's i'll just do take 30 bucks out of it it's always just like the littlest bit yeah and then it's like well i'll take another 30 and i'll just replace it right like i can i can get money somehow to replace that and then it's like I'm five hundred dollars in, and I'm like, "How am I gonna fucking put this money yeah. back?" <laughs> you know, and it's like, "Fuck," uh, you know. That's the thing with cocaine or crack or whatever. It's it's like mind driven, mm-hmm. where you're like, "I need it, I want it." You know, you what have I mean? this it, like incessant need yeah, for and, it. You know, and that's that's how the drug is. Like, even if you're not an addict, it's yeah. it's like, "Give me more of it," mm-hmm. right? Because it's it's that 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 dopamine in your brain where you're like, yeah. I need it. I want it. You know what I mean? And, and, and then you've spent a thousand dollars and you're like, fuck mm-hmm. <laughs> for what, you know? Yeah. Um, so I mean, and the crack is even worse because you know, it's crack. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's crack. Yeah. And then that's why people end up homeless and shit when they're doing crack yeah. because they'll give anything up to, you know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. So, um, moving on from the crack, <laughs> I, uh, you know, uh, moving on from that, I mean, I got, uh, I got pretty clean and was good when, when he was born. Uh, and, uh, it was a little difficult cause she was still on methadone when, when he was born. So he was withdrawing when he came out. Um, uh, but I mean, I sat there with him all day, all night in the hospital. Uh, you know, the first thing she said to me when, when, when he was born was, you know, you got to go get me some drugs. Right. So she, she was just waiting to, yeah to have him out so that she could, you know, uh, 
use drugs again. And, and I was kind of going an opposite way in my, in mm-hmm. my, my own head of what I wanted to do with, with my son. So, um, you know, but, uh, that's when it started again for her and, you know, it still hasn't stopped. And that was 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, it has started again for me and stopped a couple times, but I mean, I did, uh, you know, end up back, uh, with her again. And, you know, and that's when I fell back down into this, um, horrible, it, it just, this was just elevated from anything that I experienced before. Uh, and that's, you know, IV needle use. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't, and, and meth, you know what I mean? And, and mm-hmm. I don't like, like you're a kid, you're like, I'll never fucking do meth. You yeah. Know? Like I'll never do needles or I'll never smoke crack or I'll never do this. And I, I definitely said that lots of times when I was a kid all the time. Yeah. I made like very similar <laughs> remarks, like one in particular that I remember specifically, which I'll get into in my story, but yeah. you always say like, Oh, I won't do this or I won't do that. And then when you're faced with it, especially if you're, you know, dealing with something or you're going through something or the person that you care the most about in the world is, you know, sort of peer pressuring you into it. It's yeah. like, you know, eventually you're going to crumble. Right. And that's the addict in me is that, yeah. um, if it's there, then I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that was where the needles came in is because she started doing them. And it, like when we weren't together mm-hmm. and, um, if it's there, I'll do it because you know, it's there. Why not? Yeah. And so that's kind of how that started. Um, so, I mean, when he was really young, I tried uh, to make it work and, and try to see if I could help her because I helped myself and I got clean and, and I did it all myself. And I figured that I could maybe help mm-hmm. uh, save her. But uh, obviously that just, I just fell back into the hole again, Yeah, which is, I mean, it happens all the time to people. All the time. You know, um, that's, that, that I'm sure something that, lots of people can relate to for sure uh especially someone like that that, that's you know the mother of your child or father of your child or whatever or a brother anybody that you love yeah right so um yeah from there that was when the the fentanyl craze came in yeah um and you know we we started off with the patches smoking the patches on the foil now you know we're just smoking anything on foil just throw it on there and let's get going uh, see if it smokes or not, you know, yeah. uh, which is just crazy now that I think. About I mean, it, the whole just, process of, of smoking a fentanyl patch is it's kind of like wild, really, it's, in itself. It's, it's so time consuming like, as well. Like, you, you <laughs> know, it's, yeah, it's bad. and it, It's gross, you know. Um, but I mean, I've done some crazy things in, yeah, of in, course. In, in, in drugs. You know, what I mean? I've done weirder shit. You know what I mean? Than putting something on foil and lighting it on fire. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was smoking friggin' twenties or tens or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like the 10 oxys didn't even have like a color. They were just white. Yeah. And like there, that was, there wasn't like no codeine in that. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm just smoking fucking chemicals that, <laughs> you know. Like, and you don't know better because as, most yeah, of the time right? you're just so desperate you'll take whatever right, you can right. get or you know and then smoking because you take a pen right and and put it to the foil and then if you smoke it enough you get like a resin in there yeah and so when you're sick you're fucking scraping this yeah. thing out mm-hmm. you know and it's like doing what the, scrape? the fuck like what am i doing this is disgusting but you're like scraping you're it out and, so bad yeah, that you don't and, even care how pathetic you look yeah and you're scraping out like plastic and yeah. shit out of the that's like scraping off the side of the pen 
or whatever. And, uh, <laughs> and so that's going in there and then I'm into a nasty, stinky pile and lighting it up because you're sick. And really, if you think about it, it didn't do anything. Right. Yeah. So like all that was for nothing. But that's what I'm saying. Like the time, the patience, like for, yeah. like, for next to nothing. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. All, it's and, like, wild. That's what I mean. That's that's the, the brain of an addict is mm-hmm. like it doesn't matter. You know, yeah. when when you're an addict, like you're you're addicted to doing those things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's more it's the habit of doing yeah, it. And, and the ritual yeah. and the, the you know what I mean? Yeah. That, that you really get into um, that kind of that kind of kills the 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 want and need for it when you're like cooking it up or Mm -hmm. you know and that's crazy to me but that's how it is that's just kind of how your brain is wired when you're in active addiction it's just you don't care right yeah and you think that nobody knows about it oh my god like everybody knows secret as fuck you know what i mean at at one point i like reached out dylan and i obviously were not together and i reached out to him just like out of nowhere and was like everybody knows like the song yeah but it's like and he was just like i don't care you know like nobody knows like my mom doesn't know about this yeah you know what i mean and like nobody knows about this this is really secret you know yeah that was my biggest thing yeah my i thought nobody knew and maybe nobody not as many people did but i was a hobbit i just hid in my house right right yeah like when you're doing that you're not really like you around people then whatever but um yeah like you just you you have this weird thing in your head that just says you look fine you don't no yeah you're good you don't you're not passing out all over the house or you know what i mean you're not uh you know you don't have scabs all over your fucking face and you know yeah which is just crazy because you know that you do right (laughs) i'm like they can't see those you know what i mean or they can't see the track you're wearing a fucking long sleeve in the middle of july right right and that that's you know what i mean a dad giveaway yeah and like my mom do that yeah um and i'm like nah nah it's just you know i'm just i'm just cold you know what i mean like it's fucking (laughs) i weigh 30 pounds dude (laughs) yeah like yeah and that's you know weight loss and that's another thing that where they're like okay obviously you're fucking you know i mean you were really small then to begin yeah, with like but, maybe what 150 soaking wet at that time oh, fuck that's even if, you know, yeah and that's yeah. being generous that is being generous yeah i think um yeah like i don't know it's uh it's obvious uh on some drugs you know what i mean yeah uh like and an oxy you know if you're on opiates you can kind of hide that a little bit a little bit easier yeah then like say you do a rip a line in the bathroom at thanksgiving like it's it's giving i'm on drugs and and and, like passing out right nodding off is is like you know that's obvious where it's like "Ah, you're just tired the nod it's you don't realize even that you're doing it right so yeah you think you're fine yeah everyone's like (laughs) everything you're you're enjoying your your foreheads on the fucking ground yeah like you're enjoying yourself but you're like not even conscious no you know what i mean like it's like what the fuck um but yeah anyways um so going forward um I did, uh, I did get into the fentanyl, um, and then it came into, uh, like a powder form, you know, and that's, uh, you know, when I started shooting fentanyl, um, and that was, that was it for me. That was bad, bad. Like I'm down the rabbit hole now. What the fuck am I going to do? Um, you know, and then shooting it with meth together, uh, you know, and kind of just being, I don't know if I'm up or down or what the Mm -hmm. fuck is happening. Uh, and then I'm up for two weeks, no sleep, fucking, you know, the worst, 
there's bugs in my skin. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, you know, I got to get them out. Right. And then you, because you, you haven't slept. Yeah. And so, you know, you can. The hallucination see shit, right? is like yeah, it's nothing. Real. It's, a, yeah. it's a thing. It's for like sure. nothing I ever experienced. Yeah. Like you just it's it's crazy, you know, mm-hmm. and but you're doing crazy shit. And, you know, and, and I'm shooting the shit in my fucking arms and and, and nobody knows about it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so super then, top secret. Yeah, like, and then until I'm in the fucking hospital, you know what I mean? And yeah, with a fucking blood infection, like with MRSA, because I'm fucking, you know, reusing needles and shit. That you know what I mean? Um, super fucking dangerous, by the way. So dangerous. Right? Yeah, uh, don't do that. <laughs> like it's, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I mean it's. It, uh, I, I I got was in the hospital for three weeks. You know what I mean? And it's like. I'm like, I, I tried to pass it off to my family as like, uh, I fucking hurt myself at work, uh, you know, burned myself. And, uh, like I had these burns on my fingers from a cigarette that I, that I actually passed the fuck out from Xanax. Uh, I don't know why anyone takes that shit. Seriously. <laughs> like what? I, I, you take it and you just pass the fuck out. I mean, so I, t- I took a Xanax and fucking passed out with a cigarette and it burned like these holes in my fucking fingers. Uh, and they got really infected because I, I worked at Johnny Rocco's at the time. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, they got really infected. And so I just kind of try to blame that and say, yeah, on I the got, MRSA? yeah like I'm like, oh, I got yeah. an infection and from this burn at work, you know, and my mom's like, you're fucking. Yeah. Stupid. But like you're like, in the hospital, like obviously yeah, track yeah, well, marks I'm fucking exposed. Sick, man. Sick, like, like, like I was dying. I, I sat sick. Um, taking care of Dallas, just, just sick withdrawing number one. Cause I couldn't go anywhere. Cause I was sick. Yeah. Uh, and like I was pissing, my piss looked like Coca-Cola. Like it was not good. Uh, and so it was made two for a weekend and, and I, uh, I wanted to get some kind of medication for it and everything was closed. Yeah. Uh, so I, w- I, I went to the hospital to see if I could get something, but I told them when I went in, you know, that I was an IV drug user. Uh, and they pulled me right, they threw me right on a thing and just brought me right in and started hooking me up to these fucking machines. And, you know, I'm like, holy fuck, what is happening? Uh, but yeah, and I had, I had, uh, a pneumonia and fucking from the MRSA and almost died. Right. So, I mean, these drugs actually took me to a place where they almost fucking killed me, you know, yeah. uh, which is really scary. Um, so after that, I got to the hospital, um, and then I went to detox for the first time because I still used after I got out of the hospital because I'm fucking stupid, but I'm an addict, right? Yeah. At that point, it's a peak level addiction. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, so I, I just kept using, you know, shooting coke and, and whatever mm-hmm. else. Um, but yeah. And so I went, I, I just, I, I had enough, you know, because I've always wanted, you always want better in your head and you know mm-hmm. that, Every, you know, everyone knows that in their head, they want to be better or, or get off of it, but it's just so hard. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you do need help. Right. And that, like, that's why we're here to do this. Right. Like we want to share with you guys that we are here to help. And, you know, if, if you have, if you need support, we're here to do it. Um, always. Yeah. You know, uh, somebody to talk to is really huge to have because a lot of you think that people don't know so you can't talk to anyone about it mm-hmm. right so we're here to to help with that right so any way that we can we will um but uh yeah so going into detox my first time um was scary man you know yeah fucking 
it's really scary to leave and just go live with a bunch of dudes, you know? Strangers. Yeah. And like shower and you know what I mean? Like it's it, it's really uncomfortable. You're sleeping on a fucking cot. You yeah. Know? And and like this was when uh, the, the, the detox wasn't the one that it is now in St. Catharines. It was like an old one and fucking it was like a rock fucking building and, you know. Um, you had to be there for a little while to get moved into the bedrooms that have beds. So when you first get there, it's just like these hard ass cots and it's like the first three, four days. Yeah. And it was just like, just a fucking dump. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I like, surprise people fucking can stay here. It was like fucking water dripping and fucking like all the pipes were broken and shit. Right. But, um, yeah, like it was just, obviously that's why they got a new one, but, yeah. uh, then the, the, the new one is nice. But it's like a hospital now, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but As yeah, it I should mean, be. I mean, and 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 in there, you know, I met some some great people though, you know, that that are also trying to better themselves and also trying to to, to get out of this situation. So I'm walking around in a house full of guys, you know, my arms just covered in in track marks, and fucking, you know, walk around, sit there, watch TV, do some chores and whatever. Um, and so, yeah, and, and, and then we would have people come in and do meetings and whatever, right? And I really liked to talk at these meetings because I didn't have anyone to talk to, mm-hmm. you know? So it felt really good to let that out and tell people about the things that I was going through because I couldn't tell anyone about it uh, because, you know, I, you don't want people to judge you. Yeah. You know, especially your family. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's, like, important for them not to know about it. Yeah. You know? I, mine was more mm. that, like... I knew that had my parents known, you know, that they would be more hurt or disappointed. Yeah. And I couldn't, that was yeah. like, I couldn't deal with that. I'd yeah. rather be, them be, you know, sad or whatever than be hurt and disappointed because right. of something I did, you know? Yeah. Well, obviously you don't want to upset anybody. Yeah. You know, especially with something that's a problem. Of course. You know, yeah. Like a problem of yours. You don't want to burden someone with your addiction, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, it, it's hard when you don't have someone to talk to, right? Um, and like now, nowadays, there's so many more people that are getting sober and wanting to help mm-hmm. that I wish I knew that back. Like if they, these, you know, if this was a thing that I knew about on Facebook where I could just go talk to somebody, I would have done that. Um, but I didn't know that, nor did I usually have electronics because I sold them for, yeah. you know what I mean, to even do that. So, I mean, I sold a lot of shit, you know, for a high, for a t- quick, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So that was a waste. Um, but yeah, so I, uh, that was my first time in detox. Uh, and I, the, the, the bathroom's like broken, the pipes all busted. So I ended up leaving after like four days because I couldn't shower. Yeah. Um, and actually, I, I remember when I left, I got like this weird fucking rash all over me from being there and shit. It was just dirty. Ew. <laughs> yeah. So um yeah so I, I i was whatever i left detox and was like i'm better you know yeah i'm good <laughs> classic yeah yeah i'm good now i'm all fixed yeah i went to rehab till you get you back know? into the real world yeah yeah and, it, and it, but it did i mean i got out and uh, i tried to keep it real for like two days you know mm-hmm. and then uh back at it again yeah right? uh and then i moved to the apartment on Willoughby and that's kind of when it just got the worst because uh, I was spending my rent money there on drugs too. Yeah. Um, until, you know, and like just, just bad, just a bad all around bad because I had Dallas 
my son, right? And like, that's just bad. Yeah. You know? Um, and then, yeah, my, I mean, I, I spent my rent money and I think my mom came in and she was just like, fucking the jig is up, man. Like <laughs> time to you go. Know, you spent your rent money. Like you didn't pay your rent. They called me and told me, you know, they were coming to my door all the fucking time. Like, where's our money? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I haven't fucking figured that out yet. <laughs> But I'll let you know this, as soon as I do. Which we had this happen. plan that 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 she was gonna start fucking prostituting and shit, right? Because yeah. we'll cover it yeah. with that, right? Yeah. We'll start a back page. Oh, you know, the, back page. That's the last resort go to. <laughs> right. Like, what the fuck? What am I doing? <laughs> you know. But I mean, I not to say that it didn't go there either, because you know she d- did do shit like that for money. You know. So, whatever uh moving on from that uh yeah so the jig was up my mom basically came in and you know i'm gonna fucking take him out of here he doesn't you know he's just a baby you yeah know? and so they came uh facts they came and and fucking they took him and i like i you know i gave them gave him to them yeah. right so i was like no problem take him you know i'm gonna fucking fix this and i'll make it better mm-hmm. you know uh and then you know i, I kept using after that yeah you know but not for long but yeah. you know uh it, i was hit with more a like a poor me shit yeah you know like oh uh, now i have a reason to the use the self-pity yeah. yeah like i can use now yeah you know and it already lost everything yeah like no you know until you know maybe three weeks of that and then i just woke up and was like what the fuck am i doing yeah. You know, I'm like, like your kid is yeah where? I'm like where the fuck is my son you know what i mean yeah. like i i gotta fucking fix this so uh you know i sent him up up north to live with my aunts and uh i'm like i'm gonna fucking do this so i uh yeah i moved i moved into my mom's house and i fucking withdrawed in the basement off of fucking benzos and methadone and meth and coke and fentanyl and you know what i mean all of it all of it it, yeah everything and that was when they were like you're gonna die like you have to come in and and take your methadone i'm like i don't have to do shit because i'm not doing that right i'm like i'm done with that stuff now so uh, and I did. I, I was really, really fucking sick, man. Like, just uh, it's a sickness that I'll never forget <laughs> ever. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? And, you know, and, and, and the fucking MRSA was bad, too. Yeah. You know, like I was fucking dying. Like, you know, it was really bad. And the thing is, <clears throat> when you're withdrawing, too, like you get those like they're like hallucination flashbacks almost where you're just like visually in your head seeing all of the yeah. horrible shit yeah. you've done and yeah. all the bad shit that's happened. And that's like a guilt thing. Yeah. You know? And then you just fucking, it makes the way you feel physically, which yeah. is fucking horrible mm-hmm. 10 times worse because now you're also battling those demons that, you know, using the drugs drown out. So like, think that's like, you it's know, facing reality. Yeah. Right. And that's, um, you know, that is huge. And that's a huge thing that you have to do to not only get clean, but to stay clean. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's like, I got to fucking face life head on now mm-hmm. without a, a mask or hiding yeah. behind something. Oh, raw dog in it. Raw dog in it. That's yeah, it. For real. It, it, I, you know, Schneider's raw dogs. Yeah. You know? And it, it's hard. It's fucking, fucking hard. Yeah. Every day is hard. It's fucking Still hard. Yeah. For me. Yeah. So, I mean... <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that, I mean, that was when I quit drugs though, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I moved and then I moved up to North Bay and fucking, you know, I got a job up there and I went to counseling, I remember. And, you know, uh, yeah. And, and, uh, you know, got my own place and whatever. 
Um, not to say that I didn't have bad times in North Bay, but you know, I, I got good out there, mm-hmm. you know, it was a good fresh start for me. So, um, yeah, I mean, and so I went out there and I, and that was when I started drinking, you know, yeah. what I mean? and that was, you know, the, the fucking alcoholic came out mm-hmm. because I didn't have drugs anymore yeah to to hide behind right and alcohol is socially acceptable right so right. you justify it to everybody yourself everybody is doing everybody it, right? drinks yeah and it's everywhere it's it, easily justifiable know, and it's on billboards it's fucking yeah. you know TV. it's everywhere right yeah. like and so i'm trying to socialize out there because i'm trying to build a life so obviously the everyone's drinking which is you know Everybody's um, favorite and, pastime. Right. But they knew how to stop. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That was the difference is that, you know, I mean, I, there was friends that I had that were alcoholics and didn't stop. And, yeah. You know, and that only pushed me to go further, too. You know what I mean? Which uh, thinking back on it now is just insane. But um, out there is when I started drinking socially. And that was fine until it wasn't because then I started drinking by my fucking self. And yeah. And you know, drinking with people that, you know, could keep up with my drinking. And that was heavy fucking drinkers, alcoholics. Yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, I'm working a job. I mean, I made good money and I was working a good job. Um, and But I, I was focused as well on um, getting Dallas back. Right. So yeah. it was... It, it, I, you know, I was still going to counseling and I was still uh, taking parenting courses and, and all that to, to get Dallas. Um but yeah, all while still still being a functioning alcoholic, mm-hmm. um, which you know is just bullshit. I that think. is like a blanket term yeah, for yeah. Al- alcoholic. Yeah, like you're an alcoholic. You're an alcoholic. Yeah. It, it's it, if you can function in the day, that doesn't matter. Right? Yeah, that's just you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, so I did end up. Um, you know, there was times where, you know, I was fucking waking up in a jail cell or, you know what I mean? A drunk tank or whatever. Um, or, or with black eyes beat up. No, I don't know what happened. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I was fucking hammered, you know? Yeah. Um, or, you know, just blacking out all the time and whatever. And like, but that was what I liked. I yeah. liked blacking out and, and I became a binge drinker at that point where like, I just drank all the time and yeah. wake up, drink, you know what I mean? Um, obviously because I have a lot of pressure on me and, um, you know, I have friends that are doing it as well, but I think that, um, you know, obviously at that point I wasn't happy as well with, with, uh, what was going on. The situation was tough. Um, but I did end up getting Dallas back. Um, you know, so I did go to court and I did, uh, the parenting courses and I did everything that I was supposed to. Uh, and then I started getting visits with them and then the visits turned into overnights and I set a room up for him and, uh, you know, and then he was, you know, granted back to me. So, um, then it was time to leave North Bay yeah. because I just, you know what I mean? And after like a, you know, DUI up there and whatever, you know what I mean? Um, it was time to, to leave and, and take him. So, uh, brought him home and, you know, then I, I just continued the binge drinking, you know, going forward from that for quite a while. Uh, and then, you know, and then I moved into a place in Welland that, you know, had you know, my, my neighbors were big party people, you know, fucking let's have a party. Right. And they're down there partying and let's I'm sitting there. Yeah. Like I'm sitting there drinking by myself in my living room, but I can hear this big party happening in, you know, our shared garage. So, you know, I'm like, fuck it. FOMO kicks in. Yeah. What are they doing out there? Yeah. You know, but like I, I did like drinking alone. I, I would have preferred it, mm-hmm. but 
when I could hear all this going on, I'm like, what the fuck's happening out there, right? So I'll go, I'll better go introduce myself, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, so I headed out there and, uh, you know, I just continued drinking and drinking and drinking. And it was, you know, just it, it got really bad, you know. And then I, uh, you know, I ended up being with, with the person that lived in the basement. And, you know, it just was just out of control, you know, and like every day you still have i still had that in my head where i'm like ah this can be better i need to be better you know what i mean mm-hmm. um and so yeah i mean i and then i i had to go to detox again for drinking you know yeah. and like i felt stupid <laughs> because everyone's there like i'm fucking on this and i'm on that and i'm like yeah i'm just here for drinking <laughs> you know but like the extent of it was just crazy the the amount of drinking that i was doing it was it and it was just so depressing i was just depressed all the time you know i couldn't hold jobs down at all right i was not a functioning alcoholic yeah i was a fucking you know dead alcoholic right Mm -hmm. drink all night you know and then just feel like shit in the morning for days you know what i mean or or drink and then wake up to feel better kind Mm -hmm. of thing so uh, i went to detox again for that uh 15 months ago and uh i was there for yeah i was there for for four days i think and then uh you know i obviously left her and you know what i mean i moved back to my mom's and uh i got better right and i've been sober ever since so i mean sure did and you know and i and then we got back together and you know we kind of held each other down to for sure to and she's been my support right so uh, you know, support is huge, you know? Yeah. And so, I mean, from, from there, I mean, my life has been absolutely great. You know what I mean? Like it, it there's no, I mean the raw dogging part, there are fucking issues in life yeah. and there are things, but I can actually deal with them now mm-hmm. rather than, than, uh, drinking or, or using, right. Because yeah. it doesn't get you anywhere further. It just holds you back. Mm-hmm. I uh, think a, a lot too is like, we both kind of, I mean, I was kind of coming to that decision around the same time as you. Like mm-hmm. everything that we've yeah, done in our lives weird. It, like, revolved, since right? him and I originally separated in high school yeah, has somehow like lined up almost identically with our timelines and like the things we were going through and yeah. like all of that both at the same time happening in the same sort of way. Crazy. And right? then, you know, here we are back at the same place in our life where we're both like, okay, Together. we're going to reel it in and fucking fix things. Yeah. And I knew that I was kind of done with the drugs at that point, but I had, I was still like, you know, it, my birthday had just passed. I was drinking. So mm-hmm. I'm like the last time I drank, that's the last time kind of thing. And that right. was right at the same time that we had gotten together. So I think number one, I probably wouldn't have stopped drinking if right, I didn't right. have like you there yeah. also doing and it. Who because, knows? I probably would have fell off too. Yeah. You know, I, it, like a lot of it is, is deciding not to like to stop and then not do it anymore. But also like having the, the right people around right, you right. at the right time. Well, that's the thing. You have to completely cut off everybody. You everything. have to start a new life mm-hmm. when you're, when you're getting sober because it's just, it just doesn't work. Yeah. And that's what I mean. And that's, that's something that you should take from my story is that you always will be pulled back into this from yeah. who you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Especially when you're an addict. A hundred percent. Because there are people that can be like, yeah, I'll have two beers 
Like, I just can't do that. Two it's, beers. You're like, fucking, I, that's yeah, like flying nice. with one wing. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, you, you got to fucking, it's all in or nothing. Yeah, balls you know? to the wall. Yeah, it balls to the wall for I fucking wanna, a year. I want to watch straight. the fucking sunrise and yeah. hear the birds chirping. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to hear that, but I'm forced no. to because I yeah. don't stop. Like, <laughs> that's know? what I mean. Yeah, nuts, right? Like, like so, and everyone's gone home and you're still like. Yeah, Woo! and I'm I, I'm calling up the wine rack, you know. Yeah, I've been up all fucking night, you know. I'm calling skip the dishes for fucking wine at eight in the morning because that's the only place I can get fucking booze and I'm Ugh. drinking these fucking <laughs> yeah. good fortune things that taste like shit. Yeah, and then uh, you feel even worse. Yeah, or, you know, and then I'm waiting for the beer store to open. Like, well, let's go get some fucking Twisted Teas and shotgun those down. And you know what I mean? But the, uh, the yeah. uh, my anxiety will feel better. Yeah. It was a huge, I think, the a huge, horrible. A huge reason why I drank was that was the only thing that I could find that made me feel better. Mm-hmm. Right. It made that gut stomach feeling go away. Where, well, I mean, you found you know, it. It worked. So you didn't really look further right. at that and point, that, right? But, but it was uh, fucking dangerous because it, it was, it's a bad thing of course right? yeah and so i was just borrowing fucking happiness from the next day for is sure what i'll be i'll feel better now but i'll feel fucking twice as bad mm-hmm. tomorrow and that's you know that was just kind of my life for like a long time yeah which is just no way to live really you know especially when you have people around you that don't support you or don't mm-hmm. care that you're going through something you know what i yeah. mean I, and not to say that i didn't have people that that didn't care but the the people that i wanted to to care didn't Right. Yeah. So, you know, that that's a tough thing and you can get fucking just uh, drowned in that. Mm-hmm. Right. And then it just makes you feel worse. So. um, So, I mean, yeah, that's basically brought me to now, you yeah. know, and, and wanting to start something where I can help other people mm-hmm. kind of make their way or give them support in any way that I can. Yeah. Um, You know, it did. It helped because we were together and we kind of kept each other fucking you know, there and yeah. sober and that's great. And then we, now we have our kids and shit, right. And a house and everything else. We built a life now that's not drinking or fucking, mm-hmm. you know, having a, uh, a party. It's pretty all the dope time. life. It's, it's fucking awesome. Right? Yeah. And like, I can hold a job down now, you know, which I haven't been able to do in a long time, you know? Yeah. Which is, is awesome because so I can have things now and mm-hmm. have money and have things where I don't need to fucking, just waste it all the yeah. time you know i do like food though oh so good yeah can't I wait do, to eat that food later i do like <laughs> i do like and i like spending money you know which and i think that's, that's an addict thing i, I think, think it's because i didn't like get to do that before yeah because i was it was always just on the drugs right? i think a lot of it too is like when you're an addict you obviously when you have money the first thing you do is get rid of it mm. for drugs right away so now yeah. 20 bucks went in my account man 100%. i'm on my way to the beer yeah. store you know, I, where, I, I'll get me some Laker ice. I'm yeah. fucking good for the night. You yeah. Know? Where like now, obviously, like we are a bit more responsible. We're like, OK, well, all of our bills are paid. But yeah. that extra money, like there's no like uh, emergency fund. Like and both of us are like that. Like, yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah. you know, it, that I, I truly believe a lot of that is is from the addiction because you're just yeah you're right i feel like i missed out on uh, yeah you know spending money on like real things yeah you know which it's nice to be like oh, i want to go buy some fucking new shoes or you know mm-hmm. or a computer or, or something, yeah when right? your kid like, needs something and right. like you're yeah. like oh, yeah Lord. it's nice that you because before it was like nah i don't have money for that shit <laughs> you know yeah i got because i have an addiction to, to pay on. for yeah you know what i mean and and that's it's super selfish, but it's, that's it's, yeah, that's who I was, and you know what I mean. Obviously, um, 
with support, I have uh, completely changed the, the person that mm-hmm. I was. And that's what you have to do or else you'll still be that person. You have to completely change who you are. Right. Yeah. Or you, you know, and it's nice to break out of that. You know, but it it's also nice to help other people break out of that. For sure. And I think that's you know, like, I sort of feel like that's our job. Yeah. Um, you yeah. Know. It's like paying it forward. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you went through it. So maybe something that you say will help somebody else. Yeah. You and know? you and I have such like, a, we're such a strong unit yeah. that like chances are if someone was to reach out to us because of our podcast and they say like, to you something and you're like well that doesn't so much is really to me but like the both of us have right. so much history right um with drug abuse and mine with my mental health as well you know like we are so well versed in that like obviously we're not we're not professionals but um who better to talk you through something like that than somebody who does genuinely truly know right that's experience yeah that's important because mm-hmm. you don't want someone telling you about something they don't know about yeah you know what the school I mean? of hard knocks yeah, that like sucks. you went through it, so I trust you because mm-hmm. you know. And you're not firsthand. on the other end judging me secretly right. in your head. Right, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's something that we can offer to people. Mm-hmm. So we should, I think. Yeah. It's kind of like our duty, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Gots to do it. Yeah, you know? for sure. So, you know, uh, let's get started on you. Me. <laughs> um, where to start? I mean, I guess I'll just... Really start at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you, wherever you want to start. I think that mostly my addiction kind of started like in such a silly way. And I was so, so young. I mean, when I was a, in grade school, me and my older brother, he, we were 14 months apart. Um, we would leave our school, which was basically in our backyard at lunchtime and go home and like get stoned on our lunch break in like grade seven and eight. Right. And, um, I just remember like, I would go back to school and I'd just be like, so ripped. And like, keep in mind, keep in mind, like I'm in grade seven. Okay. (laughs) So I'm like 12, 13 years old. Right. This shit's hitting you hard. Yeah. And like, I'm sitting in a music class learning about some dumb shit and I'm just like zone the fuck out. And I just (laughs) like peek out my window and there's, my brother also yeah. zoned out in the classroom across <laughs> from me. And, you know, like, and that's at like 12 and 13. And right, I think right. a lot of my thing when I was younger, like I struggled like really hard with like, you know, body issues right. and like, you know, my self-esteem and like um, every young yeah, girl. Of course. You know. And I mean, out of respect to my family, obviously I won't get into our family issues, but right. there were um, some family, some family things that happened um to me and I kind of instead of actually dealing with it when I had the opportunity to I masked it because I wanted to protect my right, family right. so I was like I'm fine everything's fine it's yeah, all good cool, you know? and underneath it I'm like suffocating mm-hmm. in just fear or mm-hmm. whatever and guilt guilt right, was a lot right. of it so I had to live with that but not just live with it but live with it in secret because I didn't want my my family to feel um jaded you know stuck between that causes a a big problem inside too yeah and and i mean that that builds up over time and so you know i would date the wrong guys and Mm -hmm. get treated like crap and then every single time that it would happen to me i'm like i'm not i'm obviously not worth better Mm -hmm. than this and so i 
you know, started high school. It wasn't really long into high school before I was, I mean, I was like drinking occasionally here and there, like sneaking it and all of that right. before Normal high stuff, school. Right? Yeah. But I mean, it, once, once I got into high school, it really came to a head. Like again, I were going, me and um, one of my friends in high school went into the science, like across from the science lab into the bathroom at our high school and was like smoking bowls in yeah, a bathroom. Right, right. And there's like cameras in our high school too. <laughs> so like we were not being yeah. like, and then I, again, another music class, go back and I'm like literally melting into my chair, <laughs> greening out and she's beside me doing the same thing. Yeah. And we're just like... I need to leave. And <laughs> we had pulled down the hall and he's like, I don't know what's going on, but y'all like need to right. dead. And Do it was I like, smell like weed. Yeah. Now? It was you like know? exam week too. So like, you know, when like that time of like that comes and like everyone's just fucking around. So people yeah, are like yeah. banging on drums and playing the saxophone. And I'm just like, like <laughs> Whole dummied. <orchestra> yeah, <laughs> dummied on one of those yeah. little school chair desks. <laughs> yeah, those, I remember those. So, I mean, it kind of gets to the point where yeah. I'm like, drinking every single weekend partying yeah, every yeah. single weekend like every chance i had i was coming out to chippewa to get freaking turned at britney's old spot, house you know? Yeah. you know and um <laughs> like i i remember being at a party at britney's old house and i was so fucking hammered i think i was walking around with a bottle of uv a 26 or uv blue and <laughs> yeah and a, uh, one of those like cartons of lemonade. Oh yeah, yeah. And I was just like, yeah, you the know, cheap shit. Yeah, right, yeah, 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 yeah. Garbage, whatever yeah. I could get. And I kept, like, I vividly remember, and for what reason I'm not sure, but like, I kept going upstairs into her bathroom and turning her shower on, and then like shutting the door and leaving, like, keep, like laughing, <laughs> thinking it's so funny. And then Fucking I, trickster. I yeah. kept <laughs> kept turning this girl's shower on, and like the fucked up part is like I went to her house before this party because she was my friend, and yeah, we got right, ready right, for this party right. at her house. But here I am, acting wild, <laughs> fucking turning her shower, but like opening the curtain and like letting the water everywhere, and like I'm so sorry, Shay, uh, bless I'm her hilarious. soul. But like, yeah. And then I came downstairs. I go in her freezer. I'm like, I was just like one of those drunk teenagers that. Did would do <laughs> the wildest shit yeah, right. to get like a reaction from people. Right, right. And that's kind of where Look my me, I'm doing weird my shit. humor right. sort of started to take uh, thank God shape. For that. Yeah. And yeah. thank God. Yeah. Like, but and it's the trauma, right? right like right. you mix in the tr a little bit of trauma, a little bit of uh early drinking and all right. of that stuff. And yeah. it's a recipe for a disaster. Yeah, absolutely. And so at that point in time, later that year, I'd switched schools, mm -hmm. ended up at Stanford. And that was like me and my best friend, Tiffany, drinking yeah. every single night. Like, yeah. I'd be like, I'm sleeping at Tiffany's and it's a weeknight and right. a school night, but I'm still like, like fun and cool. To yeah. Do, you and know? you know what? That was the thing. Like, she was just so she was so fucking fun. Yeah. That like right. it fe right. it didn't feel like we were doing something wrong. Yeah. And even when you're doing something wrong, it's like, yeah, I'm yeah, wrong. yeah, this I'm cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. So we go to that all ages night, Halloween. Anybody that went to high school with us <laughs> or knows Orchid? Yeah. Oh, shit. Or knows <laughs> Orchid. Okay, it was a time. It's a little it grand or Grand Central. Grand now, Central now, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I was dressed like a referee, a little yeah. slutty yeah. referee. I remember. We drank um actually a, a friend of mine, her twenty year old boyfriend, and we're yeah. she was younger than us. Jesus. So she was like 14. Yeah. She was dating this wow. 20 year old guy who worked at the Lick Bow. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, it's and a hookup. He you know? gave us um, a huge box of those like 
two shot Smirnoffs yeah, that right. come on the yeah, 26ers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a box. They even had the plastic fucking piece attached <laughs> right. to it. Like, they probably them ones off. that like fell off or whatever. Yeah. Right? So yeah. we had a whole box of them and we just stuffed our bag mm-hmm. and we got ready at my house. My dad literally <sighs> drove us down, dropped us off the front at work. And we go in, we watch him drive away. We leave, walk up to a Tim Hortons, crowd into the family bathroom, like hundreds of us. Right. Fucking and I fucking bathroom. start downing these. I'm talking like I'm 18 deep. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe at that time, what? Like you're little. 110 pounds. Yeah. So I remember. And I don't really remember much of getting there. I walked in. um, I threw my hands up. I was like, woo, I'm here. And then I woke up in with the brightest lights in my face at the hospital, having my stomach (laughs) pumped. And I'm like, see the doctor. And I'm just like, oh, am I in trouble? And he's like, I would assume yeah, so. Right. I probably. Yeah. yeah. And a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of like my parents, like first brush with realizing like that I was like obviously drinking and stuff right, like that. Yeah. Like we, they swore up and down. Oh, no, we weren't drinking. So they're like, Oh, she might've got drunk. Yeah, so they yeah. pumped my stomach instead yeah. of just letting me right. ride it out. Deal right. And so, um, you know, my parents were so mad. Like, they weren't overly strict parents. I mean, my dad drank beer and yeah, smoked cigarettes yeah. and smoked weed or whatever. But my mom is, you know, never yeah, don't done do any shit. of that shit. Yeah. Right. So they, right. they were always just like, just don't do it. Just don't do yeah, it. Right. And it makes you want to do it. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. And I'm so fucked up in my own head that I'm just like, whatever, like it's fun, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And so many nights after that one, like my parents were probably like, okay, she learned a lesson. Right. No, no that no. was like, that was the starting point of where right. things really started to get bad for no, me I'm because started. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. then I was like, now I did learn my lesson, but I learned how to not get caught. Right. Right. Yeah. Like I was like, I won't make know. that mistake again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, you know, later on that same year really, and I'm not even sure how it happened, but I remember being at Eric's house mm. and I just even in, I stepped foot in this house and like, I'm not a judgy person normally, but right. if, if you know, you know, you yeah, step into yeah. a house and you immediately are like, what the fuck yeah. am I doing here? <laughs> it smells like soup in here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not taking my shoes off in this house. <laughs> you can forget about it. Right. I went to sit yeah, oh, down. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah. I sit down sure. on this guy's couch. There's a needle. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to stand. So somehow we end up fucking drinking 40s of OE, which is like, yo, fucking classic. Classic. Yeah. That brings me back. And that's when the perks got involved. Right. right. And I was like, well, you know, perks, man. I was like, at first I was like, nah, I'm good. That looks fucking sketchy. Yeah. And it is. Yeah. I mean, it's fucking Tylenol. And then they were like, oh, it's just like Coke. You just sniff it. Yeah. And at this point, like I'd never even done Coke. So I was like, but they were all like acting like, oh, it's just like, it's just like Coke. No big deal. So I was like, am I a loser? Because I don't. Yeah. You know, and I'm just good at, you know, drinking. (laughs) Succumb to the peer pressure. And um, because I was battling so many, so many fucking demons in so many different ways that the very, that very first, it took one like right. one day, Boom, one time, it. and I was like, "This is fucking great, awesome." You know, yeah. I feel nothing, right? And right. that was always the feeling I chased. Yeah. It wasn't like I just wanted to feel better. Right. I wanted to feel nothing, right? Right. And so then I found myself like, you know, I think probably around this time now, you and I are together. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm 
a little bit into my addiction, but I'm thinking in my head, like I could probably get out of this. Like I can probably stop anytime. Um, and so that's when I made this whole plan to, um, tell you that I needed space. I was like, I don't want to tell you that I was using drugs. Right. Like I was like, nobody wants, you don't want to No, I was like, Oh my God, especially because you were you, you know? And I like, well, that's when I was like against it. Yeah. And I was like, I loved you so much that I remember just being like, I'll just get clean. I'll take off for a couple days and then he'll never know the difference and Mm -hmm. I'll just apologize. And you know, and that's not like at all what went down. Obviously, you know, you were there. Um, right. That went south. Like, yeah, yeah. That went really badly. Yeah. And I, I think at that point I was like, fuck it. Like, why am I going to bother yeah, now? Right, right. And like, you know, that was an excuse. That was a cop out because I was ready. Like, I was ready to be like, before this gets too bad, I'm fucking done. Um, and then after we broke up, like, it got to the point where I was just like, I basically stopped staying at my parents house altogether because I knew there was no way that I could continue hiding that yeah right and so I was staying with Brittany and her mom and and I just remember one day I like woke up and I was so fucking sick yeah like I was like right and you don't know that that's coming I'm gonna fucking puke I'm gonna shit myself but I felt off too not just like a withdrawal off like I felt off something was wrong it it takes a a toll on your mental yeah and that's kind of you know Another thing where you just don't feel like you. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I should go to the doctor. And at that time too, like I couldn't, I'd like go to go to the bathroom, try to pee and like nothing come out. So I'm like, okay, um, there's something wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So then I, um, I went to the doctors, whatever. It turns out that I was pregnant. And so here in my head, I'm like, first of all, my mom was there. They told me like right in front of her too. So I was like, what the fuck? And great. Yeah. I'm 16 years old, right. knocked up. My mom doesn't even know I'm using drugs. Like what the fuck do I do? So the drive home, I'm thinking to myself like the whole time, I'm like, I'm going to have to go home and tell my dad. Yeah. This you is know? all going to come down on me. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to do. So, you know, it's, it's one, I was like, I'm just going to keep it to myself. I'll keep that to myself. I'll blame the sickness on morning sickness. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And then I'll come out of this scot-free. No one ever has to know. Right. Um, and no one did for a very, 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 very long time. I didn't come clean to my parents about that until probably until you have 2019. To, right? It's like, like, fuck, I mean, yeah. my kid was nine, yeah. nine years old when yeah. I finally told my parents. They, so you really will just hide it until <clears throat> you, till the last you absolute minute. Yeah. Out, right? And when I told, I remember when I told my mom about it, I told her it in that moment to hurt her because, yeah. you know, I was, I was upset about, you know, whatever yeah, argument right, her and I had. And right. I was like, you know, you have no idea what I'm going through, blah, blah, blah. And you, you get into that like right, yeah. kind of fight or flight mode. And I chose fight, right? So, yeah. um, you know, in the time gap, like I, I stopped using them, obviously. I stopped smoking weed. I stopped drinking. Right, kind of cleaned I, it up, yeah, right? I was like, I'm going to be a good mom. I'm going to, you know, make my kid proud. I'm going right. to show her that Your no matter what happens. Job, right? Yeah. You know, I want to be better for yeah. my kid. And I was yeah. also like, I also don't want to fucking lose my kid. Yeah. I don't right. want my kid to end up being raised by someone else. Right. And, the, the, yeah. and it, it's it's just a whole lot of everything together. It's like, hey, yeah. well, there's lots of more pro like cons to this than, than good. Yeah, right? exactly. Um, and I, I kept it clean from, I mean, I've, I've not done opiates since, yeah, so, and right. she'll and be, like a long time she'll ago. be 14 in March. Yeah. So, um, you know, obviously I fell into other drugs later on in life, right. but, uh, I am proud that I've been clean from them for so long because, right. uh, or you cut it off real early. I got great. it. Yeah. 
early enough. Right. But I, the withdrawal while being pregnant is no fucking joke. Like yeah, it, it is no, it's no fucking, joke, it's it, no joke it, in general, yeah, but yeah. when like, the, and the whole time I'm fucking scared. I'm right. scared to You're shit young. because I'm like, uh, am I going to fucking die? Right. Is this fucking kid going to die? Am yeah. I going to go to fucking jail? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. And you don't know shit at 16. You think you know everything, no. but you don't know no. fucking anything. Right. And so I'm like, I am alone. Yeah. Because, I mean, my my daughter's father did not take the news well. He sort of disappeared. Right. Um, <clears throat> so I was like, I am alone. No one's ever going to love me. I'm a 16 year old mom. You know, I'm going to be alone forever. Right. Poor for me, me, poor me, yeah. Yeah. you know? And it's, I mean, the only thing was, is like, it's just me and her now. Mm-hmm. She, I'm all she has. Right. Right. So I was like, I need to fucking just push, push through, push through later on in life. Well, she was probably about four. I want to say four ish when I got married to my ex-husband <clears throat> And that was a very isolated um, relationship. Like I was with my kids. Like I had two other kids with him. Mm -hmm. Um, I was by myself a lot of the time. He was always working or off doing whatever he was doing. And I mean, he was an alcoholic when him and I first got together. And we'd actually broken up because... Um, I couldn't handle the lies, the secrets of that come yeah. with that yeah. type of shit yeah. because I was like, I pulled myself out of this shit. Like, I'm not going to bring my kid into a relationship with someone who's fucking mess. You're 30 right. years old. Yeah. You live in your mom's basement. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I was like, you're going nowhere. And he was my brother's best friend too. Yeah. So I was like, yo, like he wanted it to be secret. I'm like, I'm nobody's secret girlfriend. Right. Like yeah. I'm too good for you as it is. Yeah. So like the fact that you want to keep me in the secret is not a thing like yeah. that. I got out of that life and I need to stay out of it. Yeah. <clears throat> and I was so proud that yeah. I did that. Yeah. But then Absolutely. here he came sneaking back in like they always do, you right. know? Yeah. And then and happens, <clears throat> you know? and I'm a very forgiving person. Right. I, I give people two chances. Yeah. yeah. Like you, you, get, you get one chance, you fuck it up. Okay, fine. Yeah. But that's yeah. your chance, yeah. shame, right? Shame on, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that little I'm not going to, I'm not going to fucking sit around and be treated by someone who's literally not good enough for me. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, and right. even at my absolute worst, like when I felt like I was worth nothing, I even still felt mm-hmm. like he wasn't good enough for me because of, you know, the way he would treat me and however. So yeah. I was very isolated. I had like one friend. She lived around the corner from me. I didn't really do much that didn't involve his family or mine. Um, and I it was lonely and I had my youngest son and I had really bad postpartum depression after mm-hmm. him. And that's kind of when things kind of turned for my mental health and that is a 1000% what drove me to my addiction the second time. Like I'm, I'm thinking to myself, okay, you know, I'm not well, we had separated. Um, I left him in like September or so, and I had gotten my own place and I was again alone. And I'm, you know, I have borderline personality disorder and an anxiety disorder, a panic disorder, like you name it. Like I'm a fucking hot mess. (laughs) And so I'm alone and I'm like, it's fine. I've been alone before I can do this, but now I have three fucking kids as opposed to the one, you know, it's harder to make it on your own with three. And, um, you know, you just get, even though our relationship wasn't, it wasn't always bad, obviously, but it wasn't always great. Even just having a, another body in your house, 
even if you fucking hate that person, yeah. it's better than being alone. Right, right. And that's probably why, you know, I had agreed to marry him despite at the time I was like against marriage. I was yeah. like, I don't think there's a person on this fucking planet that I can put up with for the rest of my life. Right, right. There's just no fucking yeah. way. But, you know, I, I thought it was what I was supposed to do with my life. Yeah, you know, you right. get married and you have yeah, kids you get an and whatever. idea of what, what's like, you know. And I wanted my parents to be proud of me. Right. A lot yeah. of everything. What's expected I f- of yeah. you, you know. And so I was just like, I'm just going to do it. That's what you're supposed to do. And that was unfair to him, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it was selfish of me to to give him a dream that he wanted, not that I didn't. And I, I think it became very obvious to him that, like, things were not, yeah. not good. And so you're grasping at straws and I had a stint in the psych ward and um, it just kind of got to the point where I was like, I'm so fucking unhealthy right now that like, right. And a lot of, a lot of shit bottled up. Yeah. I was like, if I stay in this and it's not even really, I'm not even going to blame him. I I mean, it's just in general sense, everything kind of came boiling to the surface and that was the cherry on top. And I was like a hundred percent. Like I sit there every day and I have beautiful kids and you know, I have a a roof over my head and no reason for the self pity shit, but I'm like thinking every different, every day, different ways of like how I could kill myself without embarrassing my family. Right. You know? And then, um, that's the attitude I left that marriage with. So you can only imagine that once I got into, um, an apartment of my own, like I had, a, I, I lied to, you know, people and I said, mentally, I'm not doing well. Yeah. I need, I can't be the primary caregiver of my children right, right now. Right. And I had to make that sacrifice because I knew that I wasn't well. And I knew that shit was about to hit the fan, but obviously you can't be telling people like, yeah, I'm probably going to fucking fuck my life up now yeah, so yeah. but it was kind of like a defense mechanism too because i'm like no one can take my kids if they're not here right you know what i mean yeah. and then so you know come summertime i got a job at this bar uh through a family friend of mine who also worked there um and my best friend i ended up getting her hired there because like i was at work i'm at the bar like all day every day or every night or whatever working my shift and she'd just be there drinking yeah, keeping me company it was like a, well sh- just work a shitty little fucking dive bar yeah, yeah. kind of thing right so she's like well and we needed someone so we hired her on and that was probably his biggest biggest mistake i think he probably realized that pretty early yeah. on because the three of us were a bad fucking right, mix right. like you know, they, uh, my family friend, she was also struggled with addiction many times in and out kind of thing. And I've known her my whole life. And then I have my, my, my best friend here who's just, you know, still processing the loss of the tragic loss of her, her stepdad. And, and I'm, you know, processing the loss of my divorce and we're all fucking going through it. And then here comes the Coke. Right. And it's like cocaine to your friend. Here at I am. That time, yeah. you know, when you're in the bar, you're working the bar, and you people buy you shots or right, whatever, right. and then you end up fucking trashed right. halfway through your there, shift, you know? and it's fucking yeah, hard. Right. Like when you're, I'm trying to count fucking money, and I'm seeing double bills and shit. Like I need something to straighten me out, and that's where it came in. And it was kind of like the I had done it one time before all of that, and. I literally did one little tiny fucking baby line. Like I wouldn't even consider it a line. Like that's the type of shit I would accidentally drop on the ground a little bit. And I was like, holy fuck, that is so good. I'm never doing that again. And I wish that I stuck with that because I was like, 
I don't know. Again, you're just trying to like fit in and you're fucked up and you're in a bad place and everything sucks. So you're just like, whatever, I'll just fucking do it. And I'm justifying up being like, I can be fucking trashed at work. And then I was like, all right, guys, we're going to do this. And the three of us were basically like always setting each other up in the bathroom and then like one of us would go in and then Yo, like there's a line in there for you yeah you know on the back of the toilet which like by the way <laughs> not the back of the toilet you want to be sniffing yeah, coke disgusting. off ever <laughs> kate like ever so you'd like go in there and go to this like, dirty fucking place be like and do it. her cell phone which is like cell phones are like the most disgusting thing on the planet yeah, literally yeah, <laughs> i would have i should have just did it off the toilet yeah. seat and it's just like with a line on it covered with a piece of toilet paper but like we're the only people in here by the way it's like you know a fucking wednesday afternoon <laughs> and so you know it gets Get to the lit. Yeah, it's it's kind of like, well, I know that when my shift ends, her shift starts. Right. And I have nowhere so to be because yeah. I have yeah. nothing. I have yeah. nothing going for me. I have no life. I have no husband. My can't even take care of my kids because I'm too fucked up. Like you get to that point in your right. head where yeah. you've just decided defeat. Like in your like, right, right. I'm just going to live down here. Yeah, and, I, and I've definitely been there. too. I right. think a lot of it, too, was like I kind of was obviously going in that direction when I got pregnant when I was 16 and. I, I mean, I was lucky. I had amazing support from my parents and like, I had a lot of help in that regard, but I just lost my train of thought. (laughs) Um, no, I just got like where I was like, I know that I can't, you know, fix this on my own. Right. So when you're in that hole, obviously it's the same thing, you know, Mm -hmm. you're, you're miserable and you just want something to make you feel better. And I missed out on, I felt like I missed out on so much. I didn't go to prom. I didn't, you know, do all those things. So here I am in my early twenties doing the shit that teenagers do. Right. Wild, like just acting like fucking idiots. And I had a job where I didn't have to pay. It was for my alcohol. It was coming job, out right? of yeah. It was coming out of my paychecks, like yeah, yeah. our bar tabs. Right. And at one point, I do remember like my boss saying to me, "You're like the only one here that gets a paycheck, and that's because you're the only one with kids." Right. <laughs> like he was like, and that like I you owe me basically yeah, at yeah. this point. And I mean, I at that time I didn't really see that as like an enabling thing. Like I was just like, oh whatever. Yeah. And. Yeah. I think the biggest, the biggest contributing, contributing factor to my addiction was that I almost never paid for it. Right. It was always free. It was you know? always there. Yeah. And I didn't have to worry about where it was coming from. Right. Next. Right. And if I did have to pay for it, it'd be like a halfer, like, yeah. you know, and me and Erica would go halves on it. So right. 20 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Like I make yeah. that and like, you know, tips. Yeah. That and tips in my brain was like that's money that I is nothing. Yeah. That's nothing it's free money, money to me. Yeah. 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 Because I'm like, I don't factor this into like my very little bills. Because so at this free time, drugs. Yeah. Basically. At this time I was living you in know. the trap. Um there on McLeod. <laughs> the and yeah, there was like some major bug issue in the building, obviously. Yeah. And well. they were like not dealing with it. So that was like my way to get up. I thought get out of paying rent because right. I was like, I ain't yeah. paying rent until you fix this yeah, fucking shit. Right, like, right. I couldn't even sleep there. Like, <laughs> so I'm like, I'm not paying you shit. Yeah. So all my money was basically, and I don't, you know what? I don't even want to say I might've even been on welfare. So like yeah. the money they're fucking right. sending me, so I'm you're just like, fucking government money with that too. Yeah. yeah. And, um, so I'm that's not, free money yeah, too. I'm not really, I, but 
in that time frame, I got my car repossessed. Right, right. Like, you, you know, to lose shit, shit you know? was going downhill. Yeah. And so it was just me and Erica duo all summer. And the two yeah. of us was just getting into the most fucking trouble. <laughs> yeah. Like we fucking doing the day. We'd get up in the morning. And when I say get up, I mean like. You lay down in bed in hopes that you're going to go to sleep after you've been doing coke yeah, for two days. Yeah, I've been but there. But it's more so like you're allowing your body to relax. So we'd right. like drag ourselves out of bed yeah. and I'd pop down the, the the bed of my truck and we'd just sit on the bed right. in, in the parking lot at her farm. So it was a very secluded, yeah. very peaceful, yeah. you know, right. and drinking a coffee, smoking a cigarette. And we're both just like, what the fuck? fuck did we do what yesterday a fucking night, and we'd know? have to like go through our snapchat stories <laughs> yeah. and like fucking piece together between right. hers and mine where black, the, where we you know? went how we got back to the farm because like the farm was in font hill way the fuck out in right Hill. yeah that ain't and fucking close you know the bar that i worked at was like downtown niagara falls yeah. so that's like a fucking track and i'm like Q. first of all how the fuck did we get here yeah, yeah. yeah. so um <laughs> that basically was like our entire summer at one point I, I remember it was canada day and we were on this like wild goose hunt and i was like fucking tweaking too on this wild goose hunt for a fucking canada day shirt and you think like Canada and it's Canada Day. Yeah, that shit's everywhere. First place I went was like Old Navy, old trusty Navy, but no, they didn't have anything. And so I had gotten pulled over, and I'm like freaking the fuck out. Yeah, I'm well, like, yeah. oh, I'm fucking done for. And it's like this Australian cop. Good night, <laughs> he, mate. He asked me, I'm like, he asked me why I didn't have my seatbelt on. And the truck I was driving at the time it was like a a 96 f-150 so it was like a fucking old yeah like, beast yeah the yeah. beast is what yeah. we called it right. and it was like a fishbowl you could see everything yeah. from outside yeah. the car but so, nobody knows yeah no know. so <laughs> he pulls me over over a seatbelt infraction type situation and i'm thinking like and i literally said to him i'm like where's your canada day spirit come on <laughs> don't give me a ticket and then eric had said something and he literally looks past me to her and he's like you don't have your seatbelt on either so you're lucky you don't tack on two uh, of those you're not wearing a seatbelt yeah i was yeah. like uh okay just give me the ticket 400 <laughs> fucking dollar ticket but it was better than a dui so we go yeah, on our merry well, little way yeah. we ended up in fucking beamsville that night and i remember her and i that week were like nah we're just gonna drink we're not gonna be doing anything crazy whatever we get out to fucking beamsville and her crazy cousin dave like this guy was wild i know it's always a fucking dave (laughs) and he like we had hung out with him a few times before but he actually like accused us of stealing his cocaine this is how this all started in the first place he accused us of stealing it but we legit did not take it and he left us at a bar on highway 20 and like we're like what the fuck with this other guy which was his friend right left us all there so we had to call a cab we got we pulled into the fucking drive at the farm and there it is sitting on the fucking driveway right. and we right. found it i was like we both like kind of picked it up and we like looked at it and we're just like yeah nah. we're gonna do this shit yeah but then know? like later on i was like you know what I feel like we're being fucking accused anyways. Yeah, you might as well do it. Yeah, it doesn't matter at this point. So that's kind of like actually where that started. That was like the first time I did it. So, you know, the whole summer is basically like this. And like we would like hang out with people and then we knew we were a lot. Like she is like another me and I'm a lot. So 
we're like, you guys are bitches. You can't keep up with us. But we think we're like professional drinkers. Yeah. But we're also like doing an eight ball before right. like right. we Gives even leave the fucking, fucking house. Yeah. So you know, you're like yeah. strength for your tolerance for alcohol because it, it sobers you up. Right. right. It's, right. it's like levels yeah. you out. Yeah. So we would be like drinking all day and then all night we'd go to the fucking beach, sit at the day beach, drink, fucking know? day yeah. drinking, doing mushrooms. Like you yeah. name it. Yeah. Like we yeah. were, uh, we did mushrooms on the front lawn of her trailer at right. Jerkston. Yeah. And there was like a lady walking by with her kid and we were like all tripping right. out listening one of to those the days. Beatles and shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And the mom was just like, what the fuck are you? And it was like 10 a.m. <laughs> right. But you you know, that that's like a family place. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. So and it's Also like a place to go on a fucking... The super bougie you know? area too. Yeah. Like a so psychedelic like, journey time. You yeah. Know? And we're like fucking skids basically compared <laughs> to this lady who's like walking around in her Versace right. She's got her shit together. Or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So, like, I think things kind of just got to the point where they're so out of control. And, like, I had actually gotten into, like, some situation with my boss. And then I was right. like, yeah, yo, um, I'm actually probably going to dip. And I started dating this, like, a random kid we played ball hockey with. And, like, by the, by the way, we'd, like go to ball hockey and like do an eight ball in the parking yeah, lot yeah. and we're like fucking zooming and like hitting <laughs> yeah. people with the sticks and shit so this guy probably thought we were like so fucking funny but meanwhile we're just like fucked up yeah right and i don't know when you're in a fucked up state you don't really like you don't pay attention to the shitty yeah, things yeah. that people are yeah you know what i mean because yeah. like, this guy was straight up right, like, the right. craziest still stalks me to this day right like everywhere i live he lives there now weird right and so um we started like bringing him along on our little escapades and he found out about the coke thing and he was like a little like uh about it you know he yeah. was like uh i don't really like that and blah right, blah blah right. and i was just like okay whatever i'm gonna do it anyways yeah. and then i'm like if you say that you don't want me to do it i'm just gonna lie to you yeah, about it yeah so like i don't know what you want from me so my birthday comes around <laughs> and Erica was working the day shift yeah. at the bar. And so we had like a big party planned. And um, I go down there and she's setting up decorations and whatever. And I'm like, okay, hey, well, I'm going to go for dinner like with my parents. I'm going to get ready and we'll, you know, come to the party. So she fucking, I come home from dinner with my parents and I'm downstairs like, you know, getting dolled up. She comes downstairs fucking flicking around a paffer and is like yeah. look what i got yeah. and i was like Shh. fucking go time <laughs> yeah you know? and i was like bro yeah <laughs> so we had this like old it was like our old trusty one dollar american rolled yeah. up bill it, yeah and that was like fucking disgusting it had like blood <laughs> all over yeah it. yeah it's, it's like got goobers all over it <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all, all fucking gnarly it's all and like the, fucking, the ink you know, is all smudged yeah, and shit it's like, like cocaine like, residue all yeah in it and, shit. and i like side note, remember this for later. Left that on my like dresser. Yeah. When we went out, so we go out for my birthday and like we're all drinking. And so before I got into this like relationship with this guy, so you left old trusty behind. I for left the, for old the birthday. trusty behind. Jesus yeah, because we were all fucked up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we were this ready one to with leave. the blood on it will yeah. leave that home tonight. <laughs> so <laughs> I had actually like kind of phased somebody out on my roster because at that time I was like being a little bit promiscuous howie yeah and so yeah. um i actually had like genuine feelings for this person too and like 
he's just a dickhead and so i was like you're just like annoying and like he was really gay about like the drugs thing <laughs> so i was you're like just a fucking dickhead, yeah. <laughs> so i was like i'm just gonna phase him out and yeah, i'll yeah. you know add this new one into the roster right. except for at my birthday party when i'm fucking wild in like i'm talking like i've been there for a couple hours so i already drank a bottle of peach crown and like <laughs> half a bottle Shit. of fucking malagro tequila oh, peach crown man. yeah Fuck. and obviously did a bunch of cocaine yeah. because people were showing up like people that know me from the bar like i right. invited people right. all month yeah so people would show yeah, up and like to come. give me cocaine as a birthday present yeah, I'm and i'm just know, like no birthday. i feel like pablo escobar <laughs> what the hell? and so actually my parents i feel like no that money but it never from Never mind. But anyways, so um, we're all fucked up at my birthday party. And um, this guy that I phased off my roster showed up yeah. and the new guy was there. Right. And right. then also factor in my boss, who I also slept with and was there. Right. Right. So now I'm just like, shit, yeah. dog situation. Here. I fucking totally bail on the new guy because yeah. I'm like, this looks fucking bad. Like he just plays on my hockey team. He's like, nothing. Right, he just right. like invited him. And then I ended up like going home with the other guy, like the old guy. And I'm like, and this sounds so bad. Like it makes me sound like such a hoe, but like I just needed someone to get me home. Right. And I knew that this person would get me home. But on the fucking porch, we're sitting out on the porch having a cigarette before I go in the house and I'm talking to him and I fucking let it slip that I was doing blow all night. Right. Right. And immediately the whole script changes for yeah. this guy. Like he's like, that's like, you fucking lied to me, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, fucking took home the wrong dude, yeah. man. Because but at least you got home. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I remember like waking up the next day, he actually stayed. And the next day he took me out for breakfast to McDonald's and we're sitting in the McDonald's parking lot. Was and this I'm, the wrong guy though? Cause McDonald's breakfast. Uh, I know was he was, he was like nice like that. Thoughtful. Yeah. So, we're in the McDonald's parking lot and all of a sudden, and I have like also no recollection of the night before. I don't right, remember telling right. him I was doing drugs. I, I don't, wouldn't either. Ask me. It's a lot of fucking, yeah. you know. He asked me, were you doing blow last night? I was like, no, what the <laughs> hell? He's like, uh, and like literally played a recording of me admitting <laughs> it to him on his phone. And you would have thought that that would have been like, uh, like, like a, a wake up, up for call. me, but yeah. I was like, nah. And I just ditched that fucking guy. Like yeah. I literally was like, whatever, don't talk to me. Then she yeah, brought me right. off at home first <laughs> and um, proceeded with my, you know, life mm -hmm. and still obviously doing Coke every day. Yeah. And, but it wasn't as, it wasn't as bad as it got later on. Right. Right. So then. Cause it only goes up. Yeah. And, and it only gets worse. I had applied to a job for Air Canada. Yeah. And I get offered this job but i have to move to bc right so i'm like this is the perfect fucking time right. for is me to out, clean right? my shit up yeah you can because if better. i'm out there around none of the shit none of these people um then i'll it'll be fine i'll have a know? better chance of being able to stop right which i did yeah because i moved to bc um i got out there the day that I was supposed to go for my interview with Air Canada. Yeah. Um, I had to send in a bunch of fucking paperwork. Like it's like not an easy. No. It's not like easy to get hired with them. No, I was gonna be like a flight all. attendant. I was like, Plus this you is dope. I'm gonna move. fly all around the world. Yeah. yeah. And I had to like right. move my whole life out yeah. to another province. Yeah. And we drove out there too. So right. I fucking this guy that I'm seeing gets a fucking job out there at the same time as yeah. me. So we're like, fuck it, let's just go together. Yeah. I barely know this fucking guy too. Like how right. unhinged am I to just be like moving to another fucking 
fucking province with yeah, someone I didn't crazy, barely right? know. My parents were like, are you fucking insane? <laughs> yeah. But, of, you know, of course, like, you have to just let your kids, yeah, especially yeah. when they're adults, There's do no, what they're going to do. Yeah. Because yeah. they're going to do it anyways. Exactly. So we get out there. Air Canada is like, upon, you know, going through your medical records, we've decided that um, due to your mental health concerns, we're not going to hire we're you. Not gonna hire you. And yeah. I'm like, bro, what? No, I'm in fucking <laughs> Nah, I just moved my whole life out here yeah, yeah. for nothing. So, you know. Over time, like, I mean, I wasn't there long. I moved out there in November. I came home in March. Yeah. And when I came home, it was originally, like, supposed to just, like, come home for, like, a visit. Yeah. And then this fucking guy started acting. Like, there were a few times out there where, like, I genuinely was like, hey, this guy's going to fucking kill me out here. Yeah. And actually, I, like, had to punch him out the one fucking time, too. So I'm like he starts messaging me you fucking abandoned me here you left me here blah 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 like i'm having i'm like i'm having anxiety attacks and like all this shit i'm like what the fuck are you talking i came home to see my kids you said yeah, yeah. you know and so at that point i was like well i'm scared yeah. <laughs> i'm scared no of this fucking guy so i'm just gonna stay home doesn't he fucking leave all our shit there and come home right and then when he gets there he calls me to pick him up from the airport and so my dumb ass is like whatever I guess and you're I like okay guess i have to fucking put up with this kid now yeah. so he like moves into my parents house and like that relationship was so fucking toxic like we scream at each other all the fucking right, time right. and like he was like really fucking wild like he would like yeah. message girls and like talk shit about me and then they would screenshot and send it to me and be like yeah. yo um your yeah. boyfriend's talking shit and i'd call him out and he'd be like no, like she like made that up with like, yeah, like that's yeah. the type of crazy he was. So I was like, I'm, I'm getting out of this. Right. Yeah. So I fucking kick him out of my parents' house. I move him, you know, help him move into a, a room in somebody's house. He rented out, whatever. Yeah, see you later. And I was just like, bye. I then at that point in time, like I had underlying fe- feelings for my boss, my old boss. Right. And so I was like, yeah, I'm going to reach out. But I couldn't fucking, by the time we had come back from BC, that bar had closed down and this guy was like a ghost, right. but that's was intriguing to me Yeah, yeah because yeah. I was like, I need to know that he's okay. And right. no, you know, and I didn't need to know shit, Yeah, but I just yeah. like convinced myself yeah. that I did and that I was like in love with him and like right. that he would like be the one to like turn my life around mm-hmm. because he was like very char- charismatic and like he yeah. had a, just like a way of making you feel right. safe. Right. And so eventually that turned into a relationship, which in the beginning was so good like yeah. and, and it, it always felt is so safe right? and then um you know it kind of got to the point where it was toxic but i didn't realize it till later and so right. this is where the the drugs come back in yeah it was probably a year into that relationship i was around it every day right and i had right. absolutely no desire yeah like even actually the smell of it was like it made me gag right. and that was like my favorite part yeah so i was like yeah. i was like good you know? i feel good like i feel healed like yeah. look how strong i am right. i can I'm stay away good. from it you know right. and then it was like you know we're up north or something and somehow it came up it, yeah. and i literally remember saying no yeah because i'm scared i won't be able to stop right right because and you've been down that road already. everyone is like no we won't let that happen we won't let that happen um that was the very last time that I think that I didn't 
think about doing drugs all day. Yeah. Like yeah. The, the day before that. Well, that's, it's oh, I, I'm not going to wake up tomorrow yeah. and think about doing it. And so then know? it started out innocent, you know, yeah. whenever we were drinking or like right. whenever we Sometimes. were out or whatever. And yeah. then I would be like, oh, you know, like, I mean, the, at the, this guy basically would give me the world if I asked because he was just like that. And he's yeah. like that with everybody. It's not, right, it wasn't right. me that was special. Like he would just, you know, he just, it's a people pleaser. Right. And so I'd always just be like, oh yeah, I want this. I want that kind of thing when it came to that. And so, um, fast forward to like my, like two birthdays after, before I moved to BC, um, I, I want to say it was like probably summertime where it started to like really take hold where I was like doing it all like I was like not sleeping so it's like I can't even say wake up and do it because I was like still awake and I'm like on a three-day bender yeah and I mean at this time um we like he had kids I had kids and we had actually taken in another kid right so between the two of us and the kid we took in there were six kids in my household and he worked a lot um, and he, you know, had other things going on. So sometimes I felt like so again, isolated. Mm-hmm. And now I have, um, to be responsible for these six kids. Right, and like, right. I also changed myself a lot to be with him. Like, um, yeah. when you're with somebody, they have certain, um, ideas of the way that things should be like, um, the one thing I can say like about him is that he never, ever, not once in our entire relationship called me a mean word. Right. Like a bad word or right. like in a fight, especially like, and it, so I would always justify like our relationship be like, you know, it's not toxic because yeah. he doesn't talk to me right. like shit. And, and that in itself is toxic. Yeah. Right? And so, um, I was always like, I'm the fucking problem. So I'm going to change. I'm going to be the, the housewife. I'm going to keep the house clean. I'm going to keep the kids in order. And that all came to be way too much for yeah, me right. because I, you know what, on top of all of that, I struggle so much with my mental health. Yeah, like, yeah. um, I've been off and on medications for it and like it's some things don't work. And so once I started in doing the cocaine every day, all day, right. I was like, I don't fucking need these antidepressants yeah, cause yeah. I feel fucking bomb. I feel like, great. I feel you great. Know? Yeah. And it got to the point where I was like not leaving the house without a halfer with me right or i wasn't going anywhere in general right like i would spend days and days yeah, and days hiding. in yeah, my room me, right and i fucking stole from him right and i fucking lied to him and like yeah, he knew yeah. i was he knew i was stealing from him he knew yeah. i was there's no fucking right. way he they didn't. always know but yeah. at the same time he they didn't like really confront yeah. me on it right. as often right. as I feel like if it, it was me, know? I'd be like, yo, like what yeah. the fuck? Yeah. But, the fuck, um, you know? he kind of let it fly for like yeah. a long time. And like, um, at that point I'm like, you know, on four or five days and I yeah. have yeah. my fucking, one of my best friends move into my house. Right. She's going through a hard right. time at home. I'm like, girl, you can stay here. Yeah. I got you. It's gonna be so much fun. Me and you, blah, blah, blah. Right. Right. And it was, yeah. the most fun yeah, yeah but it was too much fun too much yeah and i right. think once she moved in he kind of was like oh shit yeah because now yeah. i have two fucking problems in right, my house right right and um and you're a little less a- isolated at that and point i'm too. taking like right. yeah. uh, stealing a lot more yeah. yeah and so i'm like yo like fucking straight up like i'm 
I don't know what to do. And shit hit the fan in our relationship. And then when I realized that, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to lose everything. Me and my kids are going to be alone again. And it's all my fucking fault. Like I did this, I did this. But I'm like, I didn't, like I did this, but like I also didn't want to. Right. But then I, again, fell into the fucking pressure because I'm weak. Yeah. I was weak. Yeah. And so um, once it got to the point where I was like need needing it to function like it's not it's not fun anymore no and like like you were saying earlier about like the scraping of the pad i'm like there was times where i'd be on my bedroom floor like like tapping my fingertips to the floor to like pick up crumbs see what you can get literally you know just drop it onto my fucking book i yeah i used to do my coke off of fucking um a book like a, right. a hardcover book of like uh ocd uh mm. help <laughs> it's yeah. like an ocd yeah. help and it, book. it's always it's always it's uh, always the one that like yeah that too, it's always the you know? one that like makes you and right. i like the ritual too right yeah. like right. and so like once in a while i would like call erica over because she actually moved out out there with me yeah well not with me but she lived around the corner from me right. out there so right. um I would call her over. I'm like, oh, come over, have coffee, whatever. And she'd show up and it's like 8 a.m. Yeah. And I've got like fucking three inch lines yeah. stacked on Time this book. Go, and she's like, know? girl. And like she <laughs> yeah. would even put me in check right. sometimes to be like, yeah, this is a bit much. Isn't it know? a little early? And yeah. like my enabling self, because I know her, I know me, yeah. and I know that. I could bring her along on that yeah, drive, right, which is right. so fucking selfish. Yeah. And like, like one of the biggest things when I got clean was like apologize to her right. because her and I both did that to each other. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, Oh, well, like what the fuck else are we going to do today? Right. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Nothing. That's Let's just get too. fucked up. Go get some twisted you know? teas and fucking yeah, have fun. Are so bad. But then know? I would like do that yeah. all day. And then he would come, like I knew he'd come home from work at this time. She'd leave and I would start. You fucking, get a routine going. Yeah. You know? At like around two o'clock in the afternoon. I knew I had like three hours. I would fucking sit up there in the bath yeah. in the tub blowing my fucking nose right. as much shit as I just could. Destroys your face, yeah. And you know? also like making dinner too. Yeah, like trying to yeah. act like I'm just keeping everything yeah. up. And I would go downstairs. I'd pop a bunch of fucking lorazepams yeah. and lay there and force myself. Right. Cause then you start taking sleep. more drugs to make yourself yeah. feel better from the other drugs. And I would there, like set know? an alarm. So by the time he would come home from work, I'd be like somewhat normal, but right. in the back of my head, I'm like, Holy fuck. I'm do I ever twisted. need fucking <laughs> more drugs? Yeah. You know, and I'd, at one point, it was it went on like that for a while. Right, we were right. not together, living in the same house, yeah, sleeping yeah. in the same bed, and he's doing whatever he's doing, and I don't know to this day. And I'm we're basically living separate lives. Right. At one point, even we had separate rooms, so it was a lot easier to yeah, fucking yeah. hide it. And um, it got to the point where like my doctor was like, I'm not giving you any more lorazepam's. Like yeah. they'd give me the um. I think it was like 10 milligrams or I'm not sure. They bumped it up from five to 10 and they're like the tiny little ones. Right. And so they'd give me 30, which is like one a day. Yeah. And for a month, my, yeah, Yeah. my doctor is like, I can't do it. Like with your, with your drug history and like whatever, like these are, these weren't meant to be a long-term thing. Right. So like you're cut off. Yeah. And he obviously knew I was doing drugs. I yeah, had gone in yeah. there a few different times to have my nose looked at because there's like a gaping hole in my yeah, fucking nose yeah. and that scabs coming out of right, it for like right. three and inches long. From the, the and coke, he right? and yeah, I'm like, I don't know. I got my nose cauterized and they must have fucked it up. Yeah. And the guy's like, Well, yeah, yeah, no you try chance. to come up with an excuse. Yeah. But you know, so, people know they're not. Yeah. Stupid, so I was like, fuck doctors. this. I ended up 
figuring out that most walk-in clinics will give you lorazepam. Right, right. Especially if you have a history of, of yeah, using it yeah, in the past. Right. And I was just like, oh, I can't get into my which doctor. Which is fucked. Yeah, which is fucking about, wild. Like, yeah. it's a benzo. Yeah, that's crazy. So I hit up every yeah, fucking, fucking walk-in clinic yeah. from here to Lincoln. Yeah. I went to the Lincoln Hospital for it once. Right, right. And so I was taking probably 30 of them a day on top You're of crazy. doing, like, an eight ball an hour. Yeah. And you need that to fucking level yeah. yourself. And out, so you know? that's you're how I, high. I also stayed away from my parents. Yeah. I, yeah. I was very isolated already in that right, relationship. Right. And the only type, the only people that I was kind of around were like my immediate circle. Right. And that comes back to, and you don't his want to fucking, people. Yeah, you know like, what I mean? Yeah, like you don't want people to judge you. So you, you kind of so just stay away. You know? I was like, I'm just going to hide in my fucking house. Yeah. And yeah. I have all these kids here. So like no right. one's wondering Right, they're kids, right? So, no one, yeah, no yeah. one's wondering where I am, what I'm doing, because right. they know I have eight million kids at my fucking yeah, house. Yeah, to right. take care of, yeah, and just, I wouldn't have know. been capable, which is horrible to say, but capable of of taking care of them and and doing what I needed to do in the house. And like, there was two dogs, and like, blah yeah, blah, and a like, lot. it's a lot for yeah. a normal person to right, handle, yeah. especially somebody with mental health. Yeah, problems, yeah. and now add an addiction, and then like right. now add a failing relationship that I yeah. put everything like yeah, well, i yeah. put everything into that relationship and i can admit there are relationships that i put pretty much nothing into okay. but this one i really thought was like this was like the rest of my life but yeah. i knew once things started to fall apart i was like this is not good for me yeah right. because i can't stop and i used to always be like i could stop if i wanted to right they but, all we, we but all but say i just that, don't want know? to yeah. it's not like a problem right. i can stop whenever and yeah. then everybody says that and yeah. that's so cliche well, well, we to say but it wasn't even it was the fucking benzos yeah that right. got me yeah you know what i mean and well then you get a physical dependence on them finally yeah. i was like fuck it i'm done with the benzos yeah and bad idea sick, man. Yeah, yeah bad idea to just decide that right and i think it was probably because i couldn't get more like let's be yeah, honest right it became too, too hard right? fucking yeah too much of a chore did a number on myself and as far right. as these clinics goes like some of these places i don't even yeah. ever step foot into again they don't have so your fucking picture up you know yeah so like, <laughs> don't fucking give drugs to this girl, yeah right? and that's fucking embarrassing yeah, especially when yeah. you're holding up this facade that you're like oh fucking housewife yeah, and like right. i was a very my Super addiction was very and, yeah. very yeah. very closeted right, right and in protection of the people in my life right and yeah. so i remember the day i was like fuck the fuck the lorazepam like the coke will be enough and i yeah. won't withdraw because i'm using coke like right. this is my right. stupid drug brain. right like, and that's your that's your drug brain yeah. yeah and i'm like it'll be fine like, you got this you know so we got this. i i did actually sleep that night which was like I remember it being the first time that I had slept for more than an hour right. in like two weeks. Yeah. So like at that point you're like mentally like I'm fucking hallucinating. I'm like not doing well. And he gets up to go to work and I'm fucking sick. Yeah. Right. I'm fucking shaking, sweating yeah. like the oh, yeah. whole nine. Right. Yeah. And he straight up calls me out. He's like, you're withdrawing, aren't you? And I was like, yep. And I started crying and I said, I'm going to tell my dad because I knew if I told my dad that I would have to. Stop. Yeah, right. That's like the, I was the like, end game. I'm going to have yeah. to. Right. So he's not going to let the shit go on. This right. fucking guy. Instead of going to work, goes to my dad's work. Yeah. And rats me out. Yeah. To my dad before, like, really, I had much of a chance. Yeah. You know, and so 
my dad calls me and he's like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, like, right. do you need to go to the hospital? And he's like, no, you can't go to the hospital. They'll take your kids. Like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't fucking know. I'm just going to, I did this to myself. Right. I will do this on my own. I will. It's fine. Yeah. But I was literally, benzos was like my worst withdrawal right, for sure. Right. Like oxys was nothing in comparison, in my opinion. Yeah. Like I was literally shitting myself. Right. It was the methadone for me. And yeah. I was, I was, I was too, fucking right? like, shitting myself, yeah. puking. For, yeah. All at the same time. Yeah. And you can't sleep. Yeah. You know? I was like, just, it was awful. Everything and was just fucked. Yeah. And know? so I had actually stopped once I, I got like on the fourth day of like the withdrawal from the benzos where I was like, okay, I'm like, good. Like, yeah. you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not even going to do the Coke anymore because that was not fucking worth it. No, like that, no. And that was close. Right. Like, and also like my, like I'm telling your kids, like, oh, I have the flu or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And you know, your kids are seeing you like this and you, they don't maybe know, right. or maybe they do. Yeah. But like in my head, I'm like, they know, they know. And I'm yeah, all paranoid. Yeah, right. right. So I want to say it was probably like two weeks after that. And I got a text like saying like, oh, I want to party. And I'm just right. like, well, do that then. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're like, well, do you, I don't want to do it alone. Right. You got to be. In and I was like, well, right. it's just like, it was just the lorazepam. So I was having a problem yeah. with yeah. immediately switched. Right. As y- your brain is like, no, no, we're available. Yeah. yeah. As soon yeah. as I knew that it was like, okay, yeah, put on, it in. on that it. end, yeah. I was like, I'm doing it. Yeah. And then I felt, I mean, I didn't go back to the benzos, thank God. But yeah. at that point, that's when the, the need for it, like the Coke all the time. Like yeah, I'm talking, yeah. like I couldn't fucking do anything. Yeah. Like right. anything at all. I fucking crashed my car. Right. I've, and then that's things started to just rapidly fucking right. decline and from things there. get crazy. And then that's where it completely fucking. And flips. I was like pretty deep in it. Like I was like, I knew like I would sit in the tub, like basically with like my knees up, arms wrapped around them fucking shaking you can't yeah. fucking breathe and right. it's just like it's like a horrible yeah, there's no feeling. comfort your body like forgets how to fucking yeah. be a body and you then know? like i mean we were so disconnected at this point that he was kind of going out on saturday nights without me and like yeah. i was staying home and like i'd be fucking sitting there in my bed doing rails. But like who gives a fuck because yeah. i got my drugs doing you know rails I mean? that's your new drinking. fucking i have a photo of me and my eyeballs are like fucking saucers right and i have a, a 26er of peach crown with a fucking straw in it yeah, and i'm sitting yeah. in and my it, bed it's at that point that you you got what you need watching right? fucking hallmark christmas movies yeah, like this is how yeah. fucking deranged like you right, know what i mean right. you just do the wildest dumbest shit yeah yeah and but you but you feel okay with it uh, yeah. because your drug brain's like yeah, we're good i you and know? i used to always be like i'm at home safe yeah, yeah, you know, I'm not out fucking. And, uh, yeah, you know, I'm not out doing yeah. fucking wild shit. The and streets, then I'd be like, know. well, at least it's not fentanyl. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> this is not it, downplay it. You yeah. Know? But it is, in the end, addiction. And yeah. That's all that fucking comes. Yeah. Down to, and I, at one point, we did try to like repair things, and there we did got back together, and it was right. like months. Like I'm talking six months that we were separated, living in the same house, and that's like a, a not good situation for literally no. anybody. No, like, not it's at all. So yeah. it's, but everything was very much the same. However, like it was very clear to me that we weren't together. Right. Like we, I was his girlfriend, but he wasn't my boyfriend or whatever that is. You know what I mean? It's one sided. Yeah. It was, it was like, I was doing everything to like prove to him that we could be together and he was doing nothing. Right. But just like, I mean, not nothing. He was obviously financially supporting our household and all of that, but not uh, emotionally doing the work that I thought he might, you know, because I thought he loved me. Yeah. Um, 
literally we that we were good we were like amazing we're better than we had ever been and we i had actually like kind of slowed down a lot because i was really genuinely trying to fix yeah. things and um you know obviously there were a couple times here and there where we i'd do it again and but i i had an easier time walking away from it yeah. then right. out of nowhere in my head he just left like we had a house together we like i've been raising helping raise his kids and like right. all this other stuff and he just was like he had enough yeah you know what i mean yeah. and, and i think like i know that it probably did hurt him to be like peace in the way that he did because there was no like no explanation no conversation it was just i've had enough and yeah. i'm leaving yeah. and he was like you can stay here in our house and you can either keep the house you can keep everything like he was just like that's how done he was with me like and and i think like obviously he did things that weren't great yeah. but that's how far i pushed it right right like i had pushed this guy and he was the most patient person i ever yeah, met right. he had the patience of a fucking saint but this guy had just had enough yeah, just and he was like no yeah. like yeah. this is I, I know i think he knew if he didn't leave that i would have just stayed that way forever yeah right and so that i mean at the time I was like, this is the worst thing that ever happened right. to me yeah. because now I'm like, not only dependent, you know, yeah, I'm like, yeah. not only am I losing the, he, he did a lot of work with me right. mentally and I worked on myself a lot with the help of him. So I'm like losing my crutch yeah, and yeah. I'm losing everything. Right? Like and now yeah. like obviously financially I'm right. by myself. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, there's no fucking way I can get drugs. Yeah. Like, and so, I mean, I found a way. I was in that self-pity fucking, right. I fucked this up. Yeah, I right. ruined everything. I'm not worth anything. And I let my kid watch me fucking go through it. Yeah, right. And I, like, I, not too long ago, a few months ago, she had said to me, like, I remember, I mean, she's, she was 11 or 12. Yeah. So she's old enough to, like, understand that, like, him leaving, like, truly did break me. I mean, I don't, right. she didn't know about the drugs and all that, yeah, obviously. yeah. But she was like, there was a time where like you would be like in your room or whatever. And I was like truly scared that like I was going to find yeah, you dead. Worried about you. you yeah. Know. And like to hear your fucking kid say that to yeah, you is like. Yeah. It's, it's heartbreaking. Fuck, right? man. It yeah. nothing hurts more right. than knowing yeah. like your kids are like worried about you because you're fucked up. Yeah. See, I never had that. Yeah. It's, it was until I got sober that yeah. he was like, I'm glad you got sober. Yeah. You know? And I think like even just a couple months ago, hearing her say that, like it fucking hurts because yeah, yeah. I'm like, even though I did give all that up and I've like come yeah. so far. It is in the past. It, but, but, and fuck, it, did, it is, it is like a knife know? to the chest. Yeah. It is something that yeah. you did. Right. And so, yeah, basically after after I wallowed in self-pity for a few months there, yeah. he was basically like, I need to know what you're doing. Yeah. Cause he was staying at his mom's. So he's like, are you staying? Yeah, and I was like, happening? Oh, I can't afford to stay here. Yeah. Like this bougie ass suburb yeah, house. Right. I was like, I have no, I have nothing. Yeah. I couldn't hold down a job pretty much that entire time due to either my mental health or all the kids. Right, and right. like, I didn't really need to work like yeah. financially. Right. So it was kind of like, I would get a job to make myself feel better and then yeah, I quit. Yeah. So yeah, I'm um, doing something. Yeah. Other than yeah. Drugs, yeah. And know? I also, I was like, I'm fucking sick of these kids. Yeah. Like fuck? I, I love my kids, here, but know? like, holy fucking <laughs> shit. Six kids when you're yeah, not even 30 yet. It's and like dogs fucking and fucking everything dogs. Else, and like, you know? and also teenagers are yeah, fucking, Oh, yeah. they're yeah, horrible. Right. I love them, but like, wow, it's not uh, easy to yeah, do. Right? So, um, uh, we deal with one now and a few of them would be a little bit too much. Yeah. So I was like, I think I need to move 
home. Right. Like I need it's to always go home. You yeah. Know, I need to move home. Yeah. And I think at that point too, like my parents were kind of like, what are you doing here? Like, yeah. Yeah. What's and, the deal? Yeah. yeah. So I, t- I told him, I said, listen, you, you can have the house. I'll move my shit out. Yeah. And, um, I'll move in with my parents until right. I find a place. Good decision. By far the best decision yeah. I made. Um, when I had gotten back to my parents, I like, I'd opened up to my dad a little bit more about like my life yeah. because I was like with my parents, I've always been very like need to know basis. Yeah. Right. And I, like I said before, didn't want to disappoint them. And yeah, you, you know, wanna... I have a brother who's an addict as well. Yeah, right. And both of him and I are the black sheep. So it's yeah, almost yeah. expected of us. Yeah. And because of that, and because my, my brother struggles um, with stuff, like I wanted my parents to be like, okay, they're both the black sheep, but right, right. she's, got it together yeah right you know what i mean and so she's she's a little you know she's better now yeah and um i just had basically like confessed everything to my dad and i was just like i just i'm sick right i'm I'm mentally like right you're an addict i'm not yeah like i'm like i I need to just get the fuck out of there and this it was like the day i remember the day i moved into my parents house i was like unpacking my shit and I found like a bunch of like empty baggies yeah, right. and I was just they like, they fucking creep back up. They're like, Hey, you know, fuck, how the fuck am I even supposed to get rid yeah. of these? And then also convince my parents that they're old. Yeah. You right, know what I mean? Right. And I had so many fucking hiding spots. Yeah. I had one of those like portable, um, not portable. It's like a block, the wooden box where right. you plug all yeah, of your, yeah, yeah. the bank, yeah, 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 charging yeah, yeah, bank. Yeah, yeah. And there was like a little compartment on the bottom that was like magnetic. Yeah. And I had that like right. from my old house. At my parents' house for like probably fucking 20 like years. Like it was a long time. I was there for a few months before that fell off my dresser and there it popped out. And I I had already been clean and sober. Yeah. And I was just like, hey, like remember me? Now I got to fucking get rid of this on the sly. And then you feel immediately like a drug addict again. Right. And it's the trauma of it. Yeah. Because I'm like just seeing the bed, the little hearts on it, like fucking PTSD. Yeah. It's a fucking trigger. And like I remember like, I mean, I don't even know if I ever told you this, but we were just newly together really yeah, when right. when that happened and it i sat there and fucking i didn't even touch it but i stared at it on the ground for like so long yeah. i was like i could just rip this open and lick it clean yeah right. and be fine yeah scrape it out and know? i thought about it for so yeah. long that eventually i was like no right and, and, and you will always even if that 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 uh presented itself again you yeah. know what i mean that that thought is always there because you're always in a so i you know, I remember stuffing it in like an empty pop can yeah. and then putting it in a garbage and then tying the garbage right, and right. bringing, I physically brought it outside. Yeah. Then I'm laying in bed and it's all I can think right, about. Yeah. But even it's, though I know I don't want to do it, I just, the thought of it being yeah, there, yeah. I had to fucking wait till my dad went to bed yeah. at like four in the you morning gotta fucking dispose of and it, go know? and fucking get it. Yeah. And I ended up like burning it yeah, because I was like, there's no way I can shit. get it back after you that. Know, but but you, like, you know, you gotta do what no, you gotta do. I had no even desire really to yeah. do it, but it's just that like it right. being in your face. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Right. It, it's in your head for and sure. And then, you know, that's kind of really what brought us here again. Like, yeah. you know, I saw you at the bus stop. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, damn yeah looking good yeah. <laughs> like you looked healthy yeah you know what i mean yeah. and i actually had reached out um like a few weeks before but that was before you went to detox and yeah, we were right. talking for yeah, like yeah. i don't know a few days and then you just disappeared and then yeah. while you were at detox obviously right. so when i seen him at the bus stop i was like something i about was better it, you no, know i was like yeah. something about it i just i'm gonna reach out right and then like 
here we are. It was pretty much <laughs> right then that like yeah. after we we met up and we talked like for hours and hours and yeah, hours. Yeah, pretty much just clicked. Laughed you know? our fucking asses off. Yeah. It was like yeah. the person that I loved back then was who you are now yeah. but i would have never had that version of you in between the right. time you well know what and I, mean? I wasn't that person either exactly right? I was so a, a person that i found again yeah in detox, yeah right? it's just crazy how like yeah. me and you kind of went back it, to it our all og at selves time, at the same time yeah. and here we are within in the like most two love. days right yeah so just and crazy. then yeah like i think the last time that i drank was like basically my birthday because it was right, right around and that, my birthday I, I was two days sober yeah there. i was in detox yeah because our sober day is like a day apart right which is crazy yeah you know and then i i remember like i mean i didn't really think i had a a problem with alcohol but um it was the alcohol what led me yeah i couldn't drink without doing drugs and that's what it is you know Mm -hmm. a lot of people are like that yeah i'll drink and then it's like bring on the the coke yeah like yeah and so I just Which kind I never of like, understood when you know. said like, oh, yeah, I just got out of detox and shit. I was like, yo, this is my fucking chance yeah, right. because it's hard to get sober and be in a relationship with someone who's not. Right. No. And, and, like, and even to be friends with someone. Yeah. Obviously, not, I'm know? like, I'm not about to, you know, count myself out of love for the rest of my life. Right, like I'm right. fucking 30 years old. Yeah. But I'm like this is like the perfect opportunity yeah, at right. the perfect time for us to like be yeah. together because I needed you right. more yeah. than anything we needed in that moment. So, we, you know. so it was like, it's so our relationship is so cool because yeah, of right. how we came to be. Yeah. Crazy. Like we lived around the fucking corner from each yeah, other in, both, at the worst both times in of our life. Both at our parents. Yeah. House, and know, before both that, both in Welland you know. going through the absolute yeah, worst right fucking times place, of our lives. Know. I seen him at the fucking, beer, beer store, store and he like straight up there. was like dodging me yeah. like yeah. no well you know because it, that was in his like alcohol high school, phase right? yeah yeah and then you see like your high school love and it's like yeah you know crazy you yeah know? so that's what brought us here today yeah and so you know we've kind of brought it into um the happiness that we've found in, in sobriety um and we want to help other people find that as well you know yeah because it's not over when yeah. you know and you can fucking fix it, mm-hmm. it you, because in your head like i said you're always thinking about you want to fix it and yeah. so um you know we want to be there to help somebody else and yeah. if, if, if we can help one person then we've done a good job you yeah know, you know what i mean For so sure. what we're going to be doing uh going forward is is featuring um somebody you know that we know um that has overcome addiction and lives in recovery um on the podcast <clears throat> so we'll have a, a podcast every two weeks uh that will come out uh and we'll feature a new person on that every every time uh so the next one i believe is the 21st i think um so and we're gonna actually feature erica on it uh from alicia's stories so yeah, we'll have her the famous erica yeah e. so we'll have her and uh We'll kind of just go from there and mm-hmm. and see how it goes. Uh, if you are struggling or or um, you know are in recovery and want to be featured on the podcast, please just uh, message the page and we'll uh, we'll we'll get you on. I mean, if we can help other people and if if you know if we can help other people help other people, then you mm-hmm. know then we'll be happy. So. Yeah, I think in my 
all the times where I sat there thinking this is the last time. Yeah. If I knew that I had someone to reach out to, right. it might have been the last time. Right. Yeah, you know? exactly. And this stuff like addiction is killing people every day. You know yeah. what I mean? So, I mean, your last time could be your last time to do anything. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, I mean, your one last time could be, you know, you could you can die from this stuff. It's, it's getting pretty dangerous out there. Um, so please reach out if you need help because we're here for you we've been through things you know and uh we wanted to kind of share what we've been through so that you know you know that we've been there and we we got your back so um thank you so much for tuning in today thanks guys uh and we will uh talk to you next time it's been a slice all right 